Okay, we are rolling. Uh, so welcome. This is the second of the Taffy Train games, uh, of which there were supposed to be three, but there may be more, so we'll find out as we go. Um, just before we start, let's just do a little intro of the players and their characters, although if you have listened to the first part, you will already know it, but it's polite. So, uh, from top to bottom, if you can introduce yourself and your character. Hi, I'm Kai. I'm going to be playing Charlie Black, who is a worn cat. Um, mechanically, he is a bard. Realistically, he is a massive con artist, but he is also a delight and that makes friends with everyone. <laughs> Lovely. He has a floofy tail. He does. <laughs> I remembered to say he was a cat this time. You did! I'm very proud of you. Okay. You uh, know, like, meow. Meow. Like, meow. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Owl, it's your go. Uh, what? What was that? Uh, okay, um, uh, please. Oh, you poor gazund. Uh, hi, I'm Owl. Uh, it's 8.30 in the morning, and, um, I play Shorts Kid, who is, uh, an eight-year-old space wizard. And you can quote me on that. And also, legally a bird at this time who has a trained dad who is on the train with them. So, uh, yeah. Excellent. Hi. Yes. This is very good. The involuntary adoption has started. Uh, Snail, you go ahead. Yes, yeah, so I'm Snail Comics. Um, I'm playing Snailian, who is definitely an original OC Donut Steel, and not just a, a black and white reprint of my Snona, which I am, uh, which I use as my face. Um, to be fair, your your Snona is also an original character. Yeah, so. exactly. Donut steal. <laughs> You're like um, twice the original character now. It's like O O C C. They're two donuts that you should not steal. Um, they came here from space, and they're probably trying to get back to space, but they're also really loving it here, so they're not so sure anymore. Cute. And finally, space our piece de resistance, Uni. Hey, I'm Uni. I'm playing Larry. <laughs> uh, he is a musician traveling the world to uh, convey the music of his soul, which is apparently a cello, but he plays the banjo. <laughs> yes, uh, we didn't get to hear what um, Larry's chromatic scale was, but in fact it was uh, mono cello, because uh, before that game I asked everybody to describe their character in terms of a musical term, and that's what Uni picked, so... Uh, right, to quickly recapitulate, um, a lot happened last time, and yet not a lot, because you all got on a train, you had a great time, and then you went to the engine room, and then there was a murder. So, <laughs> having got to that point, which took two and a half hours, which is amazing, and I love you all, uh, you, you have- We love you back! Uh, that's- <laughs> That's just charming, and now I'm all flustered. <laughs> um, so we had a great time. Oh, oh, actually, before that, Owl, do you want to do the honours or shall I? Because uh, post that game, we realised that it was a little esoteric having our uh, the engineer and Shorts Kid having 
a pre-established relationship, but it was kind of based on the video game they're from, but now we've actually like sorted out how they know each other. So do you want to tell them or shall I? Yeah, I got, um, I'll go to the thing that I, uh, wrote. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have it written down if you need me to. No, I have it. I pinned the message <laughs> so that I wouldn't lose it. Um, uh, so here's, all right, in-universe, Short's kid is just standing in the middle of the road. There's a spotlight on them, or and all of a sudden, uh, timeline. Short's kid met DJ Moves, got Penguin Disguise, fought Engineer, was in his movie, probably faffed about the Subcon Forest equivalent, and now they're on an actual train. Okay. <laughs> In the slightly and then the lights go down. Yeah. In the slightly expanded version of that, uh, Shorts Kid featured in one of DJ Moves uh, movies and got a penguin outfit, a very convincing penguin outfit as a as a reward, and then blundered onto the engineer's set, who doesn't like penguins, who saw a penguin, and was like, Why the peck is there a penguin on my set, get the peck off. And there was a fight and it was cool and the crew filmed it because it was cool. And uh Shorts Kid survived, but the outfit did not and the engineer did absolutely not feel terrible about this and as a result uh, did not guiltily offer to make a film with Shorts Kid. So they have basically made Train Crush, which those of you who have played A Hat in Time will understand what that film is, but that is the only film it's that like they've Kitty made. It's like Crush. Yes, yes, yes but with it is. That, with trains, yeah. You have to crash them into each other to delete them from the screen. Uh, okay, we are now all caught up, basically. Okay, so... After this, can I can I oh, yes. add one more thing in that we did talk about after the game last time? Yes, but please, please. It was uh, only in text rather than actually in the game, um, because we got <laughs> before we got distracted by the fact that hey, there was a murder. I want to just say Charlie picked up the engineer, kissed him on the beak because he was so happy about getting to actually blow the whistle of the train, <laughs> and I expended a luck point to make that happen. <laughs> she did. No, they did. They did this. That happened. That is canon. So yeah. Add that into the the relationship question mark between Charlie and Engineer. Like, a bird and a cat, a bird and a cat can kiss, but where would they live? <laughs> he's too old for Charlie. Trust me. Um, he's a granddad. Actually, he should Foxy be like trained granddad. Charlie granddad. will kiss whoever he likes. You can't stop him. It's platonic. Is Charlie a reverse cougar? <laughs> Don't even start me on this. No. <laughs> Anyway, he's already got a sort of, he's got a love-hate relationship going on with DJ Moves anyway, so let's not make this more complicated. It's been five minutes. Let's get back to the actual story. Okay. Charlie lying on a table with a rose in his teeth. Uh. <laughs> the engineer just like, How long no. do you have to stop? If one of you draw that for me, I will make you brownies. I don't know how I will get them to you, but I will make you brownies. <laughs> Make the brownies, eat them yourself. Okay, we have had an announcement, which is the fact that there has been a murder. So, um, Cuisine Kit and DJ Moves. DJ Moves have found the body in the library, because that's a trope that I couldn't pass up. Um, so... The butler did it! Yeah. <laughs> Alas, there are no butlers on this train! Dun, dun, dun. It was uh, Mrs. No! White with the lead pipe! <laughs> the butt did it! Okay, so after this announcement... Uh, the engineer swears uh, in, in Burdish, so there's a lot of peck going on. Um, but Perfect. shortly after this, he, he recovers himself. And the events are as such that uh, he 
announces that there has been an emergency situation on the train via his intercom system and all of the passengers and whoever else is on the train are basically uh, shepherded out onto the external gangways that surround this train because you can take the outside trip if you want for the view but in this case he's like basically barred everybody from going into the carriages to preserve any evidence that there might be especially on the crime scene so everybody is back in their cabin now so you guys are back in the second class and uh, you could be all hanging out together or sitting in your own rooms. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> a little amount of time passes. So how are you guys feeling about the fact that there has been a murder on this extremely prestigious train? Charlie is pretty uneasy. He does not want to get killed. He does not want to know what else is going on here, but he's not going to let that show. Um, as soon as they all kind of like got back to their carriage, he would have just like pulled out a deck of cards and started like shuffling that out and goes like, oh yeah, who's up for a game of cards? <laughs> Cute. Snailian is like, like slowly slid up and is like looking out the windows, looking out the window in the door, just like... They no longer trust the train. They're very devastated about this. Betrayal. Yes, they are implying that it's the train's fault that somebody got murdered. Mm, secretly, Not... the train murdered. Damn, I wish I thought of that one. <laughs> the train it is a sentient have... being. Next time, it next does time. It arms that pop out and do stuff for people, so... It's true, that's true. The train is also in love with the engineer, and it was a crime of passion. <gasps> <laughs> okay, quick, we've derailed already. Carry on. Oh, uh, Short's kid has, uh, because Charlie's sitting down and has a deck of cards, they have shoved themselves up uh, next to Charlie's arm, have wrapped his tail around them, and are just kind of sitting there and petting it. Oh. Charlie doesn't know what to do with this kid that is obsessed with his tail. So he's kind of just like flicking it about and like trying to like he does love kids. He loves kids. So he's like he's going to like flick it about, try and make Short's kid laugh or sneeze or anything. But also, can you please get off my tail? But it's soft. <laughs> it's so soft. This is a real conflict I have with my cat sometimes. <laughs> Okay. Charlie's just like, you know what else is soft? And just like picks Short's kid up and um plonks them down on like a nearby like seat. And because like I'm guessing fancy train, fancy seats, gonna be nice and plush, and just like plonks onto seat and starts dealing out the cards. Aww. Short's kid immediately climbs over their seat and back into Charlie's seat and then starts patting his nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Charlie is just gonna set up a round of go fish with Short's kid in his lap. He'll do this. Good shit. Uh, Larry is uh, staring contemplatively into the distance, plucking at his banjo. Oh, that's very moody. That's I mean, I can see that as the cover of his next album. <laughs> yes, he's he's posing for the invisible photographer. <laughs> The invisible t photographer appreciates it. Um, only a short amount of time has actually passed since you were 
involuntarily return to your sleeping quarters, which are really nice. So, you know, it's not like you're having a miserable time, apart from the fact there's been a murder, um, before the door opens. This is the door to the staff quarters, and in comes the engineer, and he looks... Uh, what would you would estimate to be like suitably haggard for someone who's just had a murder happen on his very precious important train the journey of which is important and should go well uh so you know he's sort of scratching absently at the feathers on the side of his neck and uh, he's like hello uh, is everyone okay here uh you doing all right after that slight incident i can't believe the train would murder somebody Wait, what? No, no. <laughs> I think there's been some crossed wires here, and uh, I, while I am absolutely sure that my train is not responsible for it, and he pats the side of the train carriage, as if, you know, you might have hurt the, the train train's blushes. feelings. You might have hurt the train's feelings there. I mean, that's just rude. Um, <clears throat> while he does this, you can't help but notice that in his other paw, he is carrying a suitcase. What's in the bag? Oh, uh, this, uh, this was, uh, well, they were supposed to be props for my next movie, but um, given the circumstances, I think you might be needing them. And he uh, puts it down on a table and puts a hand on it so you can't open it before he unveils it, uh, especially looking at you, Shorts Kid, <laughs> with your propensity to jump the gun. And he says, <laughs> I, have, eyes. I have a proposal for you all. You're all quite welcome to turn it down, but I would be uh, appreciative of it if you could hear me out. Um, because this incident has occurred in Nortoon's land, and you look out the window and it is this vast wasteland, and those of you who are familiar with the geography of Inquel, or Ainquel, however you'd pronounce it, I always get it wrong, um, know that this isn't really anybody's territory. It's it's kind of inhospitable. There's Pride a lot. There's a lot that happens out here in the wastelands that no one really wants to deal with. So, yeah, you're not in any designated kingdom. And for a crime to happen there is kind of an issue. So he says, um, we have approximately... He brings out the stopwatch, which is always counting down. He says, oh, uh, two hours until we arrive at the UPA capital. Oof. And he puts it away, sweating slightly. And says, uh, and um, while I am sure the police would be very capable of solving the murder, it would be great if we could do it before we get there. Just to prevent an international situation. And considering you all have a cast iron alibi, having been in the engine with me and me uh, staff there, while it must have happened, I was wondering, would you take on the case? Literally, and he pats the suitcase. <laughs> Mom, I love you. <laughs> so, can I open the box now, or he? Snailian's hand shoots up. Cool. Uh, yes, uh, you there. I'll come to you in a second. And uh, he absently pats Short's kid on the head. Yeah. What's no man's land mean? Oh, is it like? Hmm. Is it like what it says, or is it like a secret code word that all tunes know except me because I'm alien? It... Only women and non-binary people live there. Yes, that's actually. <laughs> he gives you a short explanation, which includes that. Yes. Owl, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop! You're gonna kill me. I'm here for snappy one-liners. My brain filter is gone. It's nine a.m. 
Oh. Snailian very much nods determinedly. They just needed to know the information. Okay, well, I have transferred it to your brain because I can't be bothered talking that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, do Charlie or Larry yeah, have while, while, while the engineer has been talking, Charlie yeah. has been trying to like subtly reach out and grab the case because like he wants to know what's inside. He thinks he knows what's inside, but also in terms of jumping the gun, like him and Short's kid, it's kind of a race between them. Okay, and Short's it. kid is currently in his lap, so like that's double the jumping the gun. Okay, how exactly. about how about you make me a sleight of hand roll, Charlie? Oh, absolutely, I'm good at those. When I check what my number is. Yeah, this is the yes, game where rolls are going to happen. And uh, if you want to do something like roll perception, investigation, whatever, you have to say, oh, that's an 18. Yeah, Charlie, absolutely. <laughs> Your tail sneaks out and snakes around the handle and you yoink it off the table and it open. And within it, you all see because you're all close enough. And the engineer doesn't actually fight against this because he was going to give you this stuff basically as soon as you accepted, which it looks like you have. Uh, inside it... <laughs> There is a magnifying glass, a deer stalker hat, and a definitely very real detective badge, which is not made out of cardboard. Charlie takes the hat. Charlie takes the hat. <laughs> Short kid takes the badge. Okay. Who's going to get the magnifying glass? Because none of you know what these do, I have to point out. <laughs> Larry, 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 do you want the magnifying glass? I got my... She knocks twice on her snowmet. I got my snowmet. So you could have it if you want. Larry has just been sort of staring at the conductor this whole time. Um, Who's the conductor? I've never finally... heard of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Watson. Uh, the Watson. Just the bird man who is the bird guy who is fuzzy. Um, Why would we have a conductor? This isn't a symphony. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's been staring at the engineer um, and once Snailian finally props him, he says, So let me get this straight. You are hiring a child, an alien, and a con artist to and look you? through a Don't crime scene. Snailian Literally, grins. our only qualifications are to contaminate the evidence. Well, when you put it like that, I suppose I'll have to take all these pretty toys with me and take them back. Okay, everybody no. hand them back. No. <laughs> no, it's Charlie's hat now. He has also whipped out his disguise cat his disguise kit, stuck on a false moustache and gotten like um and pulled out like a um like a smoking pipe or one of the one that just comes bubbles and everything. He's absolutely getting into this. I am the train sheriff and you cannot take my badge. <laughs> Snailian slowly slimes up Larry and then like pushes what would be his cheeks except that it's his mask so it like doesn't do anything aside from put some goop on his face but she's like come on Larry for the train man has died this isn't a joke I mean I people die all the time we have to do this for the train Larry listen I thought it was the train too, but listen, if it's not the train, then the train's gonna be blamed for this. It could go to jail forever. When you hear this, the... her hands up against his mask again. Forever! On the repeated forever, you hear a very melancholy train whistle from the engine far in the distance at the front of the train. <laughs> like, oh, I don't wanna go to jail! Whistle, whistle. <laughs> 
Man, train jail must suck. It's Thomas the Tank Engine. It's been <laughs> confirmed to suck. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, it's the, you have to be a very useful engine or you get decommissioned or bricked up in an old, like, hole. Yeah, I was just gonna say, it's like, is the taffy train gonna get bricked up into an old tunnel and forgotten? Please say no. <laughs> Who knows? Well, the, the, fate, come on! the fate of this train depends upon you. <laughs> Alright, Charlie kind of like looks over at this drama and is like, if he doesn't want it, can I have it? <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> Please, someone say no to Charlie. He already has the hat. <laughs> the engineer in the in the spirit. Of I'm just saying, says, like, like, maybe not. <laughs> look, Larry needs convincing to why he should be involved in this because yeah, uh, yeah, he is he is not seeing why they are being trusted with this very important task. Can I roll persuasion to convince him that? sending a train to train jail for false crimes is important enough yeah sure go do okay, do the thing sure go for it was it like a contested persuasion thing no nah, just roll persuasion. let's just see how snail does yeah let's give it a roll 16 how do you feel about that larry how's a 16 suit you mm, he's pretty sure that if the train went to train jail wouldn't have a problem because it's pretty big and it could beat up all the other trains but it would be all alone larry he doesn't trust these these wahoos to uh to not ruin everything so uh if if you're like He's trying to get the end if you're trying to get the engineer to give you a better reason, uh, Larry, roll persuasion. Okay. Not his strong suit. I'm aware. Oh. <laughs> uh. Wow. <laughs> a three! A three, just a so three. that people who are listening can know. Oh, boy. Okay, what happens with a three is that not only does your whining fall on very deaf ears, but the engineer, you know, you earned a tiny bit of kudos with him when you made that joke about Victor Tim. Uh, you lost that, man. Uh, so now the engineer just, just does not like you, and he's going to move on without considering your opinion, because he did say at the start that you're allowed to stay here, you're allowed to not take part. So he's going to just basically... Look at the other three and carry on. So he explains to you that um, the magnifying glass uh, makes you very good at investigating things that are up close. So whoever's got that gets a plus two bonus to investigation. And uh, Shorts Kid picks up the magnifying glass and then walks over to Larry and then starts climbing him like some sort of tree. And once they hit his shoulder, they sit up there and they offer him the magnifying glass, and they say, uh, as your train sheriff, I order you to take the magnifying glass and have a good time because I like you and I want you to have fun. I need everybody to really quickly imagine Snailian is still on, like, his chest, still, like, <laughs> pressing against his mask, and now Shortskin has come up so that they're, like, <laughs> sitting behind him and holding out a magnifying glass. 
Okay, just just to complete the picture, because I love the idea of all these tiny little toons cl just climbing, like, Larry, like he's a climbing <laughs> friend. Charlie kind of comes up and, like, again, Claws can kind of, like, half walk up, um, Larry, uh, can half walk up Larry until he's kind of clinging onto his shirt. And he just kind of looks Larry right in the face, just going, like, bet you don't want it because you're not smart enough. <laughs> the chicken rule. Very clever. Um, I need to roll persuasion. You do. Also, the engineer hasn't forgot what he was going to talk to Shorts Kid about. Don't worry, I will get to that. <laughs> okay. Does the badge give me any bonuses or what? It does. Uh, the hang on, sorry, they're all in different order. Uh, the definitely real detective badge of insight gives you a plus two to insight. Oh, bitchin'. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna roll persuasion. Ooh, nice job. Yeah, fifteen is not bad. It's not as good as a sixteen, yeah. but yeah. Hey, technically, I got less bonus points. It's true. And also, right. it's like a, a, an accumulative effect. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, I'd also like to say, you've also got Charlie's taunt in there. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the more than any of the convincing. Charlie is a con artist. This is his whole job. It is. That's a plus seven. Wow, that's a nice bonus to have. Also, Charlie, uh, you have the deer stalker, don't you? That gives you a plus yep. two to perception. Nice. By the way, Larry, um, you can obviously. A... Oh, sorry. Larry, go. go Larry kind of looks around at all these big eyes focused on him, and he looks at Shorts Kid, and he goes, "Well, I, as a rule, I don't listen to cops, but." Unless... If it's a direct order, <laughs> I I'm... suppose I don't have a whole lot of a choice. Yay! <laughs> Woo! And then there's just big hugs for Larry. I did on a secret. The the big thing is like <laughs> he he's he's honestly kind of touched that you guys even want him along because he knows he's kind of a pill. Oh. And people tend not to like having him around. <laughs> You get an inspiration he is being hugged by three different tunes on various spots of his body. Oh, like, Charlie's just gonna like hop down and go like, I'm like, all right, come on, you sad sock, let's go solve a murder. Sad sock. <laughs> uh, Shorts Kid climbs down and then heads over to the engineer and says, "See, all you gotta do is let him know that he's loved and appreciated." I'll keep that in mind when I feel the same way. Uh, by the way, you need, because that was so heartbreaking, you get an inspiration point. That was lovely. Hey. You really can cute. be, like, like love and appreciative, because, like, uh, you said I was real good at night fights, and then I felt loved, and now you're my trained dad, so. <laughs> okay. Um, before this gets any further, um, the engineer sort of shakes off that warm and fuzzy compliment feeling and uh, he, he actually gets down on one knee so he's actually at the same height as you because he is slightly higher and anyway it makes him feel like he's tall if he has to do this to at least someone in his life so <laughs> <laughs> one kid one kid <laughs> some kid uh, and he says now um, you're a lot younger than the others and this is a murder are you going to be alright with this uh, oh yeah, um, it's happened uh, before. I um, I have magic powers that let me travel places 
like real fast. So um, I went into the woods by myself late at night. I fought a ghost and he tried to kill me a little bit, but now I think I just do his mail. I'm not actually sure at this point, but um, I'm fine. <laughs> the engineer happens sometimes. The engineer just nods as if in complete understanding. Like this happens all the time, right? It's just completely run of the mill. So he sort of is like, yeah, he's like he's he's cool with this explanation. Um, okay, and rather than talking character because we've got to get a move on. Okay, so the rundown of the facts that you know are this: the murder occurred between eight p.m. and quarter past eight. During this time, you were all in the engine. The way that they figured this out is the last time you guys saw Victor Tim was in the conservatory at 8pm and they found him at 8.15 in the library uh, during this time the bubble shield on the train, you remember the thing that nixes all your weapons and magic which is annoying for you um, it was active the whole time so no magic or weapons could have been used within the carriages all the other passengers are now confined to their quarters which allows you to go and either interview them get a statement of what they say they were doing or go and investigate the other cars and uh because you guys have a solid alibi um yeah the engineer is asking you to investigate the murder because uh, you see i've still got a job to do and we are about to enter a rather risky section of the track so i've got to get back to my job you know the engineer that's me uh so literally i am going to have to leave you to do this uh and oh in regards to that he presses a button on the stopwatch and you feel a sort of tickly sensation as the bubble dissipates he, he says like i've left that up on the uh the uh first class carriage which is where our suspects are i cannot believe i'm calling them that they're all such lovely people or at least i thought um but I hope that this will be of some assistance to you. So obviously when you're interviewing them, you kind of use your magic or hit them over the head. But I would hope you would not resort to that anyway. Looks at you, shorts kid. And uh, I'm I'm really, I'm really sorry, but I, I've got to go. Oh, and do be sure to talk to the staff. I'm sure they'll give you as much help as they can. And I think the professor said he'd actually give you something else to help with the case. He seemed very anxious too assist you uh i'm sorry miss snellian you didn't have anything but perhaps he'll be generous enough to give you something and after this i he... like gifts yeah everybody likes gifts so after this he basically hurriedly gives you a grateful smile all of you and leaves out of the door and i'm gonna make a quick roll that's a 19 none of you hear what happens after he leaves the carriage that worries me. <laughs> Why would it worry you? Nothing's wrong. He just it's probably swore a bunch. <laughs> Entirely possible. Okay, fair. Fair. He's a real peck neck when it comes to swearing. I heard that That's you hear very distinct language. Okay, so um, <laughs> I wasn't saying that in character, but still. That's fine. Uh, basically, just just to pop in as your DM here. You have two main jobs, uh, which is one to interview the subjects and two to gather clues going around doing that. You basically have five, I'm going to call them people, but like one of the people is the staff in brackets. Um, so you have five suspects to interview 
and you have five carriages within which you're pretty damn sure that this occurred. So that means that you don't have to investigate everything <laughs> and this game will go on forever. But you do have to find means, motive and opportunity. Where where was the body found? In the library. But uh, library I'll remind you that at the moment you're in the passenger, the second class carriage. Uh, if you've still got that uh, pinned diagram of the train, that will come in very handy. So again, I would like uh, encourage you yeah. to have that open somewhere. Um. Yeah. Hey, Snailian, do you want to come with me and we can go and see the science dude so we can get you your present? I like presents. Also, I I understood how the train works, so so maybe I can like ask him questions about how the murder worked, and he'll know. Oh, bitchin', and I can tell if he's lying. Sorry, the kid would not actually say bitchin'. <laughs> That's a me word. Oh, bleep! <laughs> oh, bleep! Cool. Symbols and Grolix appear in the air. Uh, Shred's I... kid picks up Snailian. Like, uh, you know how some kids hold, like, cats, like, uh, under the armpit? Just holding Snailian like that. I want to be clear, this causes Snailian no distress. It's not, like, like hurting them or anything. They're, they're just totally grinning along with their nubbins over. Cute shit. Okay, Larry, so... do you... Do you and Charlie want to look at the murder room or or do you want to investigate the people first? I'd like to get a look at the scene. Yeah, let's go have a look at a dead body. <laughs> go look at the Stay murder room. Nods approvingly. You guys are the adults here. You probably should look at the dead body. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Might eight be an idea and for you to, is a you snail. Know, might be an idea for you to, you know, uh, t take the quick route to the um, conservatory. Maybe avoid the library. Don't want to go looking at that scene. Oh, oh, we're both tuned, so we can use the room. Actually, yeah. um, hang on, because I, I have completely lost track of who's doing what at this point. So can you, like, help me out as a DM and tell me what individually you're doing? <laughs> Snail and Short's kid want to go find uh, Ludwig and get uh, Snail's present, and uh, Charlie and uh, Larry want to go and look at the dead guy. Okay, so, right. Which of you two... Uh, so you're splitting the party, this is marvellous. Uh, <laughs> always good, always good, and it will give me a compounded headache. Uh, so who wants to go <laughs> first? Do you want to do the talking to Vudlik first, or do you want to go to the library first? Uh, flip a coin? I don't really mind. Oh, that's fair. That's a very good idea. We can yeah, do that we, because... We literally we... have a dice... We have a dice roller. We do. So, like, okay, uh, say, call it uh, ones for Snailians, twos for um, Charlie and Larry. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And then we just roll a d2. I don't think that's a real thing. It exists it in dice roll roll up, coin. So, if uh, I thought, Kai, were you typing in that? Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'll do it. Oh, no! <laughs> well, that's really helpful. <laughs> Snail and Kai oh, both rolled at the same time and they one both sec. got different ones. Break the tie. It's a one. It's, it's break a one. the tie. It's a one. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's okay. Two of three. 
<laughs> Sorry, I stopped because I saw Mod typing, and then I thought Mod was going to do it. Yeah, this is the problem with one. this is the problem with an audio game via Discord. It's really difficult to take cues. <laughs> oh, will you shut up okay. with my updates available? Go, Go away, Logitech. <laughs> Sorry about that. Go with Snailian and Shorts Kid. <laughs> okay, we're going with Snailian and Shorts Kid. So you're going to go and see Budleg first. Okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you head to the left, and uh, this is where you find the first class carriage. Hang on, my sheets of paper all got out of order immediately. Um, and yeah, you immediately see there is a difference in quality between uh, second class and first class. And it's not like second class is not good, it's really nice. Um, but first class, who? Wow, it's lovely. Um, so it's got a very cream yeah, and royal. Yeah, it's got, That's just not it's got gold trim everywhere and this ivory white cream decor with deep velvet blue curtains and it just feels more shiny in here. <laughs> you know, you can feel the lens flare. It's it's a very nice carriage and there are many doors. Um, I want you both to make me a perception check. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be a straight D20 roll. 17 will do oh. it. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> um, Snailian, Thankfully, the person carrying me has a better role than I do. Yeah. Snailian, <laughs> you're too uh, sort of distracted by, ooh, new shiny and more colours and, hey, this carpet tastes different or whatever you're doing. <laughs> and, uh, but... But Ian is absolutely getting a taste of the carpet, let me be clear. Oh, for sure. Shortskin um, puts them down and immediately Snailian is trying to eat the carpet. <laughs> It's a sort of deep galaxy blue, like it's not even navy blue, it's like the universe blue. It's really nice. And there is a little bit of glitter in it. Um, but Shorts Kid, with his uh, curiosity and, and determination to get to the bottom of this mystery, uh, you hear music. Uh, it's quite muted, because there's pretty good soundproofing going on. But um, yeah, you can hear... It sounds like some kind of stringed instrument, but there is music coming from one of the doors. Okay, uh, Shorts Kid uh, wanders up to the door with the music and presses their ear to it. Um, I want you to make me an intelligence check, I think. <laughs> oh god. This is all bonus. Okay. Uh... Yeah, okay. I almost just typed an int. Ah, uh, me too. I do that a lot. Eight. <laughs> no, you, you can't figure out... You can't figure out anything about this piece of music or this instrument. You can just hear muted music. However, you do remember <laughs> that... sure is music. You do remember that uh, in Woodlake's at 4 and 6 laboratory uh, that there were many musical instruments. Uh, Shorts Kid knocks on the door because it's polite. Uh, the music stops and you hear someone sort of get up and patter across the floor on what sounds suspiciously like duck feet. And the professor opens the door and uh, greets you in the slightly distracted manner that one would after you have been chaperoned back to your quarters after a murder has taken place. And he says, oh, yes, yes, I did invite you here. Uh, ha hello, how, 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 how are you two? I want to eat on the carpet. 
Ah, you have a taste for this part of the spectrum, I see. Ah, yes, yes, it is a very nice, a very nice color. But please do come I in. I wasn't come eating in. it, though. Okay. Uh, Shortsky goes in, uh, Tenalian doesn't have a present, and you said you had one? So, uh, also, I'm the train sheriff, uh, Shortskin flashes their badge, and I have to ask you questions about the train murder. Ah, yes. The train didn't do it, right? Oh, no, no, Sorry, no, no, no. I used it. Uh, I would be extremely surprised. In fact, in fact, come, come. Something very interesting will be happening about now. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, he pushes you all over to the window, which gives you a really good view of what is about to come. And outside, you have just entered Rockfall Ravine, which is not called that for a joke. It really is a Rockfall Ravine. So you're in a, in a cutting between two massive cliffs and... As anticipated in a place with that name, uh, boulders start coming down from the tops of the cliff. But before they get even close, these armatures come out with the cartoon gloved hands on the end and they're all holding things like golf clubs or baseball bats. One's got like a baseball pitcher's glove and they just start catching the rocks or hitting them away. You hear someone shout, four as the golf club like gives one really good whack because sailing over the mountains. Um, and would like explain, so, ah, yes, this you see, this train is built for safety and protection. It is, uh, it is not one that is designed to hurt people. No, I designed it myself. I would never, never make anything that would hurt someone. And uh, wait, you designed the train? Oh yeah, uh, did you not know? I, well, I, you is... never told us. Shorts kid will remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but it's true. Uh, Woodlig Don uh, Wake uh, did design this train, and he's actually been a bit famous for it in the run-up to this event. Okay, oh, right. Ah, yes, I did. I promised that I would have... Where have I... Where have I put those? Ah, yes. Ah, here. And he is rummaging about in one of various suitcases. His room looks quite disorganised. It's like the mad professor room. Uh, and, you know, in the laboratory, there were lots of Bunsen burners and uh, flasks and bubbling things because, you know, that staple cartoon laboratory kit, you just actually have to have those. It's the law. Um... <laughs> But he has some of that equipment with him and he brings out what looks like kind of like a, a Rambo bullet sash, but it's not because it's got test tubes in it rather than uh, shells. And he gives it to Snailian. And um, so he basically he is offering if you allow him to go back to the laboratory under like house arrest, you know, some of the staff will sit in with him, but he will have a forensics laboratory in his four and six laboratory and if you find any ink or paint around the place pencil lead whatever he'll be uh, willing to run an analysis for you but uh, you would have to accept i understand completely if you would not let me leave my quarters i am a suspect i do understand hold on and then uh shorts kid just kind of pulls uh on his arm so that he is bending down plants their hands on either side of his face and stares deeply, deeply into his duck eyes. And uh, I'm going to use inspiration to roll a nat 20. To do what? To stare at him? Like, what are you doing? No, God, to check his insight. Oh, of course. Uh, his insight. Yeah, if you're absolutely sure, you do that. And he is completely telling the truth. He's completely willing to submit to this and he will not try to adjust any evidence 
that's already there. Did you kill the guy? Uh, Woodleg kind of stutters for a second, but you realise with your insight that he's doing this because he's just so aghast at the idea. And he says, no, I did not. And you completely believe him. Uh, Short's kid lets go of him and then hugs him around the tummy and says, sorry for the interrogation. I have to be trained sheriff. And that means being a little bit mean to people I like. Uh, But yeah, I trust you and you're not lying. And uh, Stalian, Stalian, do you have an extra like uh, badge in your helmet thing? Uh... I wasn't given any badges, but I am going to roll on the hammer space table to pull something out. Ooh, fun All size. right, cool. An 11. I do have, and they pull out a bar of soap. <laughs> That'll work. And uh, Shorts Kid snatches it out of the air and then, like, with their finger, uh, right, uh, forensic scientist and then under it official but it's misspelled in soap what it's like a badge because it's the same size look they are not the same size but if you like really squint you can see that they're both rectangles and hand sized Oh my goodness. Uh, For those listening, it is spelt F-U-R-E-N-Z-I-C-S-S-I-N-T-I-S-T. Official spelt O-F-F-I-S-H-U-L. That's adorable. Um, Woodling accepts this with great sincerity and ceremony, because this is a very serious business. You are now the official forensic scientist. Well, thank you. You report to me. I I will. I will. I will tell you all of my findings. Um, But before I go, would you like a statement from me for what happened, for what I saw? Yeah, we should get that. We should get that. We can we can like compile them all together. And then where there's a problem, that's the bad guy. Yeah. You are very good at this job already. And he's wagging his finger at you, Snellian, in a very approving scientific method way, you know. Um, but, well, I do want to help, but I'm afraid that there is not much that I can be helping you with. After you left, I remained here in, well, I remained there in the laboratory alone. I am aware that this is not perhaps convincing, as I have no witnesses, but, uh, oh, <laughs> of course, except for Miss. Dora Z. Scale, of course, of course, yes. She came running through the lab at one point. She did not stop to talk, however. I think something bad may have happened. She looked quite uh, distracted, blushing, you know. But uh, after that, nothing, nothing at all. I was alone with my research until the engineer made his announcement about the murder, and then, poof, here I am in this room with you. Did you understand everything that I said in that bad accent? Yeah, I got it. Good. Uh, um, so, after we left, he's Tori. At some point, Doro Z scale ran through looking distressed, but he didn't leave or anything. No. So he doesn't know anything more than that. This is his statement. Yeah. I uh, have written it down. Okay. Uh, do you have any questions? Do you know exactly when Doro Z ran through or or is it just like bef- after we left but before martyr announcement 
Mudleg looks uh, thoughtful, but kind of in that sort of, oh, I wish I could help, but I feel like it must have been over 10 minutes, but I am really, I am very unsure. I, I, I was deep in my research. I was not paying attention to the time. 10 minutes past what? Eight o'clock. Ten, ten I, I minutes know it was, we laugh. It was after eight o'clock. You are right. I was looking at the clock at eight o'clock to start a experiment, but I cannot. I, I honestly, I cannot tell you what time it happened. And again, with the hangover from that natural twenty insight, uh, shorts kids, you know he's not lying. He just doesn't know what time it was. No, that is fair. I have, I believe, my last question. What were you experimenting on? Oh, I was uh, running analysis on the samples that I had gathered from the air and the soil just on the outskirts of Toontown. And, uh, well, some of my own personal projects, but that, that was the main, that was the main experiment that I was running. Understandable. Just wanted to collect data. They say, like, 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 puffed up a little bit, like, they do understand that this is serious business. <laughs> yep. Snail was eating nutty earlier, so I can't really call you weird for anything. <laughs> and, no uh, offense, Snail. wasn't. But, okay. Okay, then nobody's accusing you. By the way, uh, I picked up some confetti earlier, and it might be a little linty because I put it in my pocket, but this is for any offense I might have caused. And then they pass it, like, to Snaily and surreptitiously. Salian takes the bribe and just. I was gonna say it's like a bung. <laughs> and then they like pat Shorts Kid and they're like, all is forgiven. <laughs> they wink at each other. <laughs> all right, I think, it's, I think it's time we let Charlie and yeah. Larry get a turn. I was gonna say, yeah. if you're finished, then we're gonna zip on over to the library. Um, Charlie and Larry, can you both please make me a strength check? I'll okay. explain in a second. I would like to say, like, I am so excited about this because I, me, Kai, um, I absolutely love murder mysteries and, like, solving puzzles and everything. Charlie, on the other hand, is really not good at this sort of thing. Oh, bless him. <laughs> so I'm Instead of have what such... I wanted to have happen, but okay, here I am. Okay. I am going to have so much difficulty staying in character for this. It's all right, Charlie might be converted into really loving them. Okay, you both do great on your strength check because uh, that's that's very good. Because in the interest of keeping all of the car's uh, evidence intact or at least as undisturbed as possible, uh, there are guards situated outside of the doors. And in order to get to the library, you have to walk out onto the, uh, the gangway that leads around the outside of all of these carriages. The bubble which had been keeping all of the uh, extremely high-speed winds and dust and cotton candy from the engine out of your lives is disabled. And you have to, like, push your way against this wind to get, even, to this carriage outside. And uh, But you both roll very well, and you forge your way up to the library. And you instinctively try to take the nearest door to get in um but there's a pair of penguins outside the door and they shake their heads at you like you can't go in this door it's broken and uh so you have to go around and you have to enter 
the other side, but you can get in. So you have finally reached the uh, scene of the murder. And if I can find it, this is like basically the only carriage I've drawn a diagram for. So here it is, your single interior drawing, because I hate doing these overhead maps things. And here You're so it is. valid. Welcome oh, to my personal yeah. hell. Okay. This, this is why whenever I have to do like a map for a fight or anything, I just do it in paint because I cannot be bothered making it look good. This is really fancy and nice though. Well, it is supposed yeah, to be this... kind of like the, the library from Beauty and the Beast, but small. Uh, so it, you enter and it's... Yeah, so at, this is the first time at which you have learned who the victim is, and it's victim. So there's your big giveaway. That's a prize. I'm so but I didn't get that until you guys literally spelled it out for me. So yes, the um, alien isn't from around here. Okay, it's fair enough. Charlie, sorry, I'm still staring at this library, wanting to live in it. But no, sorry, sorry. Continue, mod. Charlie and Larry, you enter the library like from that much from the right-hand side. You enter this library, and uh, it's it's quite as you saw it the last time. It doesn't seem to have been mucked about with. Like there is, as it were, no signs of a struggle. All the books are on the shelves, all the sofas are where you left them. But there is one notable difference, and that is the outline of Victor Tim, as you saw it, very much side on, is exactly the same in all aspects, apart from one. There is no colour. Dun dun! Dun dun! Dolly's and... gonna roll a perception check. Yes. Just to see if there's anything else. Thank you. Because, yeah, I keep, like, telling you to roll perception and stuff, but really, you guys have to tell me what you're gonna do, so. Okay, yeah, you're rolling perception. Okay, and I, I get a... I get an extra plus two from the hat. Mm-hmm. And, Larry, if you want to roll perception too, that's absolutely fine. That's yeah, ten. That's straight make sense. Uh, thank you, Hat. Charlie is very oblivious. Gosh. That sure is a body. Uh, mm -hmm. And an eight. A ten and not an eight. Not any better. Honestly, like, looking around, you can't really tell that anything is different here, apart from the body! And uh, <laughs> so you walk around a bit, and you're just like, yeah, this sure is a library. There's a book there. There's another book there. Oh, look, there's lots of those in here because it's a library um again you you just sort of walk around and you you see this stuff uh if you want to in, uh, say be very like... so one one of the uh the the left hand door was broken apparently mm-hmm yes but that would be uh, larry's gonna go role. look at that okay good uh that would be an investigation yeah okay which i have a plus on now Dun, 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 dun. Also, Snailian, uh, as well as the test tubes, you will get something else after uh. this, so it's fair, don't worry. <laughs> Eyes emoji! Yes. Okay, a 12. God, That's a Snailian, the Prezies. Okay, so Larry rolled a 12 on his investigation on the door. Uh, and yeah, you, you basically, like, you can tell this door is broken, and it's kind of like, it's a bit charred. On the edge, and because of that charring, you also notice that the uh, the con the uh, the communication panel, which is the emergency link to the engine room that the engineer talks over, that's broken too. 
They both have kind of like a similar smoky look to them, but outside of that, a 12, yeah, you can't tell anything else other than that. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, Charlie has, Charlie like has like stayed in the middle of the room mm -hmm. while Larry wandered off and he's gotten down like onto his knees right next to where the outline is and kind of just like trying to look around. He's already gotten a low perception check, so he's probably not going to find much else, but he just kind of like reaches out and kind of pokes at the outline and tries to pick it up. He is morbidly curious because this is very worrying and disturbing, but also he's gonna poke it. He has to poke it. Okay, uh, you, you poke the chalky outline and uh, as you do, some of the chalk comes off on your finger. However, the line does move. Like if you get a hold of that line, you can pick it up, like kind of peel it off the floor. Uh, are you gonna like roll investigation on this body, maybe? Yep, might be a good idea. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I, I'm also, I'm also rubbish. <laughs> Charlie's not good at this. He's good with people, not dead bodies. Ten. That was another ten. Okay, so yeah, as well as you know, you having the visceral experience, which is really unpleasant for a cartoon to like come across an outline with no filling. Like that's that's weird. That's really weird. Uh, and so yeah, you get chalk dust on your finger very easily. Um, but because you're on the floor, even though you got a 10, you notice that uh, while victim had been talking to you before, he had like the single big bright, bright round eye with a big blue dot as the pupil. It is now an X. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's... That is the universal sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like, that's still very disturbing for Charlie. I mean, like, he has encountered, like, dead people before or people who have supposedly died again we're talking to in kind here it's like people have kind of just vanished and never turned up again in any future episodes but like this is the first <laughs> dead dead body and charlie is more than slightly disturbed here oh he's gonna he's gonna kind of get up and kind of like try and shake the chalk off his finger go to wipe on his shirt go wait no i don't want chalk on my shirt and just kind of like goes off and finds larry holding his hand away from him going like all right found anything door has been tampered with looks more like the fireball be tampered to... with sorry i got neither of you want to get granular about it <laughs> sure i was gonna say like you uh, mod you said that there was like scorch marks and stuff yeah um it uh well i mean yeah does charlie want to make an investigate check on the door yeah, uh, yeah i was like ahead. Charlie did kind of um, say, like, it looks more like um, it's been, a, like, hit by a fireball rather than um, just outright damaged. Mm, has it, uh, though? And that's... another 10. Another 10. Um, wow. For a 10, I will Consistent. say... For a 10, I will say it doesn't look like a fireball has hit it. It looks like, you know, the edges of the door are kind of buzzed with this kind of like smeary black stuff and the uh, the intercom has the same symptoms <laughs> okay uh is there anything else you want to do in this room yeah, Larry wants to uh, check around the body because, you know, it, this place is, like, carpeted and kind of 
plushy and mm-hmm. all that, right? He he wants to check for any sign of uh, the footprints or the body being dragged or anything like that. What an excellent idea. Uh, please roll for that. I'm not sure if that would be investigate or perception. Choose which you would like. Well, investigation's the one I have a magnifying glass for. It's so. true. Oh, yes, that magnifying glass do come in yeah. handy, huh? Um, so, yeah, as before, you notice one thing which is interesting is that there really doesn't seem to be much sign of a struggle. And, you know, you don't know how this has happened, but you would imagine removing a toon's colour from the outline would be unpleasant. There would be some sort of process, and there is no sign of that. Um, what do you see with an 18 as you're going around looking very Sherlock's homey with your nose sort of... Your your line of action is very bent over as you're scooting along the floor. Uh, you find a bouncy ball underneath one of the tables. What colour is it? Uh... It doesn't actually matter. It's purple, because I like purple. Purple. Enough. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say that with that, you have basically fully investigated this carriage. So we're going to uh, zip pan back to our other two detectives. So you, uh, Snailian and Shortskid, yes, that's who I'm talking to now, uh, you're still in the first class carriage. Do you want to continue taking statements from people or do you want to do something else? Yeah, I want to talk to, uh, personally, I want to talk to Dora Z. Okay. So are we leaving Ludwig in his car until we're ready to go and investigating other people? It's entirely up to you, uh, but uh, he can be sent under the guard of... Uh, there are, like, staff acting as guards around the train now, so you can send him to the laboratory under their guise, and, uh, you know, okay. if you find stuff, you can report to him later. Shorts Kid specifically finds uh, an owl, because they are trustworthy, uh, according to Train Dad, and is like... Can you please take the, I don't know what Ludwig is, a duck? A goose? He's something. Uh, Can you please take this lovely bird man to his science place? Uh, They they nod obligingly, and two of the rather scientific-looking owls accompany Ludwig, and uh, one of them leans towards you conspiratorially and says, "Uh, He's a duck, by the way. And then they walk off. I'm legally a bird, not good at seeing what birds people are legally. It's difficult to tell the difference, I understand. And, uh, yeah, they leave. They, they leave. Stallion waves at both of them with silent image. Oh. Okay. Um, Stallion is determined to be polite! You, you win all the points. For some reason, I really like owls. Yeah, owls are cool. Uh, so, yeah, yep. you wanted to talk to Dora. So, um, yeah, make me... Nah. No, just... just... No, no, let's do this the proper way. Uh, perception rolls, though. Okay, what's my perception again? Is this to find Dora's room, or is this to start talking to her? Uh, kind of both. Because, could I roll insight? 15? Uh, sorry, what did you say, Snaily? Could I perhaps roll insight and let theoretically find the room? Yeah, sure. 
I'll like I. combo these rolls basically to see what you sense. Okay, fifteen and sixteen. That's great. Um, so yeah, you you are wondering which door that Dora belongs to because none of these cars have like names on the door because obviously you get different passengers for every trip. Duh. Um, but you hear something which sounds like from one of the doors. That doesn't sound good. Kind of sounds like someone rubbing their shoes on the floor, almost in a manner of clicking their heels together. <laughs> I'll say it I wasn't. Thought it sounded really... like somebody shredding something, but I, I trust your ears because my ears are in the helmet, and they. Oh no, them. that's fair. Kind of wish it had been that. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, um, what are you gonna do with that door? Uh, they just open the door. Okay, you, you open the door and uh, Dora has her back to you and you realise what the sound was because she has a cocktail shaker and she's taken the lid off it again and is currently pouring in some liquid that's a violent green colour and is just pouring it in and fastens it up as you, she turns around because she's noticed that the door is open and she's like, oh, oh, hi, I, I'm sorry, I was just making myself a little something to deal with the... The aftershock of what's happened. Uh, I would offer you a drink as well, but I remember what happened last time, sweetie. It's okay. I only like the uh, I only like uh, the Galaxy Brew anyway, and that kind of looks like uh, nuclear waste, and that guy that stuff has a bad aftertaste. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never drunk that myself, but it does sound like a kicker. And she fastens it and goes kshik 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 again. Um, if you walk into the room, uh, you notice that there's quite a lot of luggage in here, but mostly it looks kind of like a mad apothecary because there are a lot of bottles in here. Oh, Dora, she has a bit of a problem. And, uh, the basket with Oto is sat on the bed and Oto is sitting in it looking like a very well-behaved little dog and isn't barking because you don't have Charlie with you. Uh, just so people know, Galaxy Brew is not alcohol. It is soda. But when you drink the soda and you get a bad constitution roll, it gives you the effects of being drunk because Shorts Kid is a cartoon. I like that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you know, with the hiccups and everything, it's just there's enough sugar in it to kill a fully grown man. <laughs> but not a child. I like that. Yep. Oh, add that to the ideas list. We can use that as a potion or something. Okay, so yeah, you are... But hmm? Can we pet the dog? <gasps> Roll me animal handling. I, I like, who's petting uh, the dog? Is it is it Short's kid? I want to pet the dog. Yeah, Short's kid is petting the dog. Okay. 14. Uh, Snailian, are you petting the dog? I don't want to leave you out of this. Snailian is watching first to see how this goes. Okay, with a 14, I will say... That quite a lot of things happen. Um, first of all, you do succeed. And in this moment of your hand landing upon this very cute little scruffy black terrier's head, you are hit by a wave of realizations. The first is that this dog, which is called Oto, which is the name of the dog from the very famous film, The Magical Magician of Was, is very, very similar to that dog. But the second realisation you come to is that that film was made a long time ago, and especially because you're Shorts Kid, you're 
you're eight. So that film was made <laughs> forever ago, which is basically 30 or 35 years ago. Or, well, I mean, 20, oh. 25 to 30 years ago. Sorry, got a bit excited there. The last revelation <laughs> that you received from petting this dog, and this is especially in contrast because you have been in physical contact with the engineer lately, and he's really warm. He's like electric blanket warm. This dog is cold. He's cozy. Is your dog a robot? Dora looks kind of mildly shocked and picks up Oto. Like, this hasn't happened for such a long time that she didn't really anticipate it happening. And she starts petting him and says, Oh no, no, Oto's, Oto's not a robot. Uh, he was a very real, live little dog. But he's so cold. Uh, you want to make me an insight check? Yep. Uh, Snailian so... is also squinting at this. Uh, Snailian, you can make an insight check too if you want. Oh, for 20. Yen. Dirty 20. You know what? We'll just take that dirty 20. Yeah, this sure. This could be Shorts Kid's moment. Shorts Kid pet the dog. They can own this. Shorts Kid, you find the final revelation and it comes to you in a literal light bulb that bings up above your head. The dog is dead. What? Why are you carrying around a dead dog and how is the dog still barking? Also whines slightly and looks up at his mistress and she cuddles him and says, well, there was an accident after the movie and, well, he was just such a darling and, you know, there's, there's this branch of magic that's called necromancy. You may not have heard of it, but a lot of people think oh it's God. not good. You're a death lady? Well, I took some lessons and, and she's actually crying at this point. And, well, I just couldn't, once I realized that I could bring him back, I couldn't, if you had a pet and you could bring them back, just, just even for a day, wouldn't you? Uh, Schwartz Kid takes, uh, Dora's hand and holds it and says, uh, Murder kind of happens, so I'm okay with it. But, like, I know that sometimes people get, like, really upset about that. Because, uh, you know, they're not eight and actually have, like, regular reactions to things. And also probably aren't, like, light years away from their home and family and planet and therefore have, like, no, like, <laughs> comparison to judge it to. But um, I think it's a little weird. But, like, the dog seems fine, and you didn't hurt anybody else, so, like, to get your dog back, right? And they blink up with angelic eyes. Dora is a bit confused by the lead-in that you had there, but she gets the end of it, and she is very grateful that you understand. Oh, I'm so glad you do understand. And Otto licks your hand and wags his tail. Oh, Oh, also, uh, you do necromancy, right? Just just a little bit. Actually, could could you two not tell anybody? The press would probably be very mean to me if they found out. No, no, that's fair. But the thing is, is that we have a dead guy on the train, and you specifically can make dead people undead for like 20 minutes, so we could just ask who killed him. It might be possible, and she looks very thoughtful. But you see, I didn't take many levels in it, and I don't know how this person died. Was it Mr. Victim? I heard a rumor, but... Yeah, it was, uh, it was the only person on the train that nobody liked. 
<laughs> I'm gonna say that you two know this because you actually don't, but uh, whatever. Uh, and she says, oh, we rem- I remember you saying that just nobody likes him. <laughs> Well, there seems to be an atmosphere, let's just say, or was an atmosphere around Victim. And uh, Dora sort of nods in a sort of, well, I, mm, I suppose I could try, but I'm, I'm really not at all sure that it would work. Let's do it! Let's do it! And then you don't have to, like, don't worry, we can get you a disguise. Uh, snailian, snailian, snailian. And uh, they jump over to the snail and they say, do you have anything in your helmet we can give to, uh, what's her face? Dora, sorry, I forgot her name for a second. I'm eight. It's okay. Hold on a second. Snailian is going to roll another insight check, um, and they're going to start their line of questioning. Okay. 22, Ooh, damn! Hey, nice Very job. Insightful. Okay, these questions better be hot shit. <laughs> Mrs. Dora, is uh, that well, how <laughs> you would pref- be preferred to call I, I can call you what you want, but just just I just have Dora. Questions. Just Dora is fine. It's Miss Dora, though. Miss Dora. There's I, no Mister Dora. There's no Miss. Oh, is that how titles work here? Snailian is like momentarily very, very apologetic. I am so sorry. I'm still figuring out the titles thing. I know that Sir and Ma'am go to like different things, but like, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> they like. Regain themselves. They're in serious questioning mode. <laughs> First, I have to ask this. I promise it's nothing personal. Did you kill, as we've unintentionally or intentionally revealed, Mr. Vic Tim? Uh, Dora looks very hard at you and says, Well, that's a daily of a question now, isn't it? I... You know, if I told you that I did, would you believe me? It would depend upon the facts. Isn't it supposed to be if I told you I didn't? Either way, I mean, there's there's so many things that have been happening. But, like, I... No, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't. And uh, with with that insight, with that insight of 22... There's, there's a lot of things that she's not saying, but you get the feeling that there's something else going on here. Dora. And they do the, like, disappointed mother thing. And I'm gonna need Dor- to know about those other things. Dor- Dora, like, taps her fingers together and she's, like, kind of acting like, oh, I really can't tell you. I promised that I wouldn't. It was in the contract. But no, 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 no. I can't. No. I've got to Your stay Your contract was different from ours? And again, she falters and is like, I couldn't tell you. I didn't read your contract. Um, Dora? Um... Okay, for the sake of this game, I'm going to say, like, keeping asking people whether they killed someone and then relying on the insight to tell you whether they did or not is going to break the game. I've got to be honest. (laughs) I didn't think of you doing this and I don't know why, but I'm like, I have, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I can't tell you that. (laughs) I'm freaking out here. (laughs) 
I am so a a. First of all, I'm very sorry, but b when when Snailian is going Dora, they're asking about the circumstances that they were talking about. Yeah, that's what I was trying to like get onto. Okay, I'm like, oh my god, I really didn't plan for the most obvious situation. I'm so sorry. I feel terrible. Sharkin leans over to. I'm here sweating bullets because I didn't plan for the most inevitable situation possible. <laughs> I feel here, so here. Let, let me let me let me get let me get more specific rather than rather than just a general. Yeah, word. thank you. Please do that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to put you I'm on, on the, the spot. On the verge of tears, like oh shit. <laughs> oh no, Owl. Do you need a Owl? Mod, do you need a second? I failed my concentration. <laughs> No, I'm uh, alright. I'm alright. But as long as you understand, like this game can't work if you get that answer. I can't do that. No, 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 no. We'll we'll back off. I'm sorry. Okay, thank we, you. we didn't mean to break the game. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was really happy about the dog over. though. I was really happy about the dog. I was hoping someone would pet the dog at some point. That was great. <laughs> we gotta pet the dog. Shorts kid has pet the anthropomorphic cat twice. Yeah. Actually, I tell you what, can we take five minutes? Cause I gotta pee and that's not helping. <laughs> okay, absolutely. Go take five minutes. Thank you. Right, I'll be sorry. back. Sorry guys. <laughs> Shorts Kid leans over to Snailian and says, uh, just like in their ear, uh, if you stress out the person that we're uh, interviewing, they might clam up. So we want to get them on our side so that she trusts us and then she'll let her guard down and then we can just like go full on good cop, bad cop. So right now I'm the good cop and you're the bad cop and then later we can switch and then uh if that doesn't work we can both be medium cops. Okay. Okay. So so I was going in too hard. I I even though I'm bad cop, I still want to be a little gentle. We should we should focus so that we're working on the facts, right? Like yeah, asking, that's... asking what was happening rather than just saying just saying did you kill the guy? Yeah, it worked on Ludwig because I kind of figured that he didn't, you know, murder anybody because, like, uh, the the engineer really trusts him, and also he's a science guy, right? So, like, um, he has a machine that can detect people's sound profiles. Like, wouldn't we just, like, if we found the machine that detects sound profiles and then waved it on over the body, wouldn't we get the sound profile of both the dead guy and whoever killed him? Uh-huh, that could work. That's and why also... I let him go back to the, the science place so we can get a portable sound majig. Uh-huh. And my gift, because he still hasn't given me my gift. Yeah, we want that. Yeah, we it's want it. It's really cool. And um, also, uh, also, 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 um, uh, I want to bring Dora because again, necromancy, like that's cool, right? And we can use it to figure out more dead guy stuff. See, I'm using my brain. It's cool. I, I'm so proud of you for using your brain, Stanley and Pat Short Kid. You're being so smart, even smarter than me because I was coming in too hard. Even smarter than the DM because she didn't plan for that shit. Anyway, I have thought of what to do with your 22. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but like, and uh, guess what? Charlie and uh, Larry are going to be so, so proud. Like Larry might even just like 
grin real big and be super happy and then be like, I knew you were super smart. You didn't eat the evidence at all. And then I'll be like, yeah, I solved the murder. And then train dad will come in and he'll be like, oh my gosh, my weed lassie laddie is so smart. And then we get to hug and it'll be great. Oh, Amazing. Amazing. I don't know what just Dora. happened, but it sounds adorable. Okay, so uh, the DM has taken a second to like get her brain to work. I have also eaten some chocolate. This will help. Um, there we go. Sorry about this. Emergency okay. chocolate. It's so, a real thing. So what, with the 22, uh, you, you do find out what I was like trying to avoid telling you, but like honestly, you were going to find out at some point. Dora is acting, and she leans in very close to you and looks at a specific point in the wall and if you look there there's sort of these uh, plaster mouldings on the wall these really pretty decorative flowers one of them looks like it might have like a speaker in the middle of it that's painted white so you can't see it and she says very quietly okay listen just because you're so young i didn't want you to be upset so i'm gonna tell you because like a murder is really frightening isn't it um this is a movie. Can we pretend that it's real? I hope that's okay that I told you. But, uh, I mean, at least this way, at least this way you know that no one got really hurt. And she's looking at you with these big wide eyes and, and is like begging you not to blow this. Snailing immediately slaps their nubbin over Short's kid's mouth. <laughs> So what you're saying, and and they and they like hold up, they hold up like what looks like a single finger on their nubbin, which like immediately goes back into normal nubbin because they're just they're just saying, wait one second. What you're saying is you're willing to use your necromancy to at least try. That's right. Wait. Yes, and she gives you a big wink as well. Okay. Um. I have just a few questions, but before that, Snailian sits up very seriously. I do have an apology. I am working on my bad cop because we need to know very seriously about this very real murder. <laughs> but I came in a little hard, and I am very sorry. Oh no, darling, you were, you were fantastic. You're a great character actor. I mean, you you were very uh, impressive and intimidating. And she stands back and nods her ha head very sincerely. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm just here to figure out the facts. Wait, I don't wait. think we're supposed to tell him that we're doing good cop, bad cop. We're not? And Snailing is, like, legitimately confused at this. No, like, no, Like, we they didn't know. actually know this. We know we're doing good cop, bad cop. But, like, the the perp shouldn't know we're doing good cop, bad cop because then they'll, like, get it into their heads that they can, like, lie to the good cop and that'll make the bad cop feel, like, a false sense of security. And, man, I feel, like, a little bit smarter than usual. And the badge just kind of gleams. <laughs> it's true. Snailian just nods very seriously. Here's the thing. They're totally a tune kind as they've come in this form. They don't actually know all of the gags though. So so they actually didn't know that good what that but good cop bad cop was supposed to be a secret. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, before... uh so so yeah. So Snailian just like nods like, okay, okay, when do good 
Cuphead Cup, it's secret. I'll I'll clarify with you what other tactics are secret secrets, but she t they turned back to Dora like, forget that I said that. I will. <laughs> and, uh, just uh, because... And Shorts Kid uh, says, now we really gotta get... Uh, we gotta get back to uh, Larry and um, Charlie because, like, they don't know what we know, and uh, it might help if they know what we know. And also, I kind of want to see the marking where a dead body was placed for um, real. Oh, 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 questions, really quick. Mrs. Dora? Yeah. No, Miss Dora? Yes. Which one? Wait. Ah. Miss, 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 Miss Dora. Yes. Where were you between that time of eight and eight fifteen? Okay. As you ask this question, we zip back to Larry and Charlie because they've been very patient, and I screwed up. So we're going to come back later and do Dora's statement, but we'll no, sort of great do that as a coming yeah. back in. Okay, Larry and Charlie, you have investigated the library. Uh, where would you like to go? Um, okay, so ch while Larry was wandering off uh, with the um, with the magnifying glass and finding the ball and everything, Charlie was standing there still staring at the door because, mm -hmm. um, frankly, he's kind of thinking about it and he's going like, all right, don't think we're going to be finding much here. He doesn't really want to be going outside again because he's still picking pieces of cotton candy out of his fur. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's just staring at the door and... Logically, if you want to get into that room, realistically, you should like go on a couple of cars and catch one like the Whirly Straw Insta, uh, like Insta travel things to get into the car. Charlie does not like backtracking. He likes going from A to B in a direct line. So he's going to cast Thunder Wave and I'm going to need the door to make a constitution saving throw. Brilliant. I love that. Okay, I'm going to say that it has like a minus four because it's already had a day. <laughs> Oh god, those poor penguins. already had a day. Okay, 14. Ooh, it it needed a 15. It it loses and gets pushed back 10 feet. Okay, well, that means that you blow the doors off. <laughs> the poor penguins. I, I, I would like to note, before Charlie does this, he kind of like looks around and checks that um, Larry is well and truly out of the way and off on the other side of the library, else this could have hit Larry as well. That was very good. That's <laughs> But it that's good player sense. But yeah, though. as far yeah, all, all that happens is kind of like Charlie stands at the door for a while, and then off like uh, the camera kind of looks over to where Larry is kind of still squinting at the ball, and then you just hear like this massive crack of thunder in the distance, and like a slight poof of thing like rising up above the bookcases. As you do this, uh, in fact, I'm going to retract that the the, the doors blow off because it was a fourteen. The doors open like, in a janky way, and the two penguins outside kind of go, bah! What the heck? <laughs> you know, like, as they were standing there, man. They didn't get to, uh, a warning. Um, but as you do this, the same kind of sooty, smoky effect emits from the door. And you have the revelation that this door was short-circuited electrically. Congratulations. Nice. <laughs> Like, Charlie's just gonna stroll through and kind of pick up the penguins he knocked over and go like, oh yep, sorry for that, mate. <laughs> but you're there for a sec. Uh, Larry, are you going to follow? Larry's going to look back and go, uh, yeah, I expected about as much. Okay. 
So yeah, you if you're walking through that door, which was blocked, the next car that you end up in is actually the uh, the swimming pool car. So you're in the bathing car. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do in the bathing um... car? Um. Okay, Charlie's just gonna stroll through and kind of like continue, like. Actually, no, gonna, gonna roll a quick perception check just to I see if there's... I would advise uh, that, yes. Yeah, and I have a... So that's gonna be... Charlie notices nothing with an eight. Mm. <laughs> How about our friend Larry? Are you just... Uh, you going in there with a the blindfold on? Ah, 15. Yeah, that's much better. Okay, so you enter the bathing car, and uh, the first thing you notice is that the hair... The hair... The... <laughs> Well, it would be, but the air is much more humid than the last time you came in here, and you feel like someone probably had a shower or something that's uh, dispersed water through the air. And you can also smell something a bit strange. It smells like something's been burned in here. It just sort of stops, and it's it's hard to tell, but it's. Uh, it seems sort of like he's just sort of staring around, but if you listen closely, you can hear him when... <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Uh, because you're paying attention to what you're smelling, it leads you over, and I'm working again off your 15, because that's pretty damn good. Um, you, you follow your nose, or whatever you have under your mask that's the equivalent, over to a trash can, uh, and it's one of those swing top bin things. It it almost doesn't look like one because it's so discreet. Uh, but if you look in there, you find uh, something charred, like the remains of something that has been burned in this metal bin. And I tell what it was? Well, you might be able to, if you could analyze the remains, wouldn't that be useful? Wait. Oh, it's a shame we don't have any way to do that, though. <laughs> but you can remember it, and, like, if you meet up later on, you can say, we take that blur to Vudlig, and that will happen. That would be good. Okay, so we will retroactively collect the uh, remains that are in the bin. But yes, congratulations, you found a thing. Yay. Woo! And uh, are you going to do anything else in here? Uh, again, Charlie noticed nothing, and also he took a bath earlier, so I don't think he really needs to <laughs> go doing anything else. Um, but he is definitely going to come peer into the bin when he sees uh, Larry coming and looking in the bin. Mm -hmm. uh, Larry, because he did notice it's noticeably more humid, I guess, uh, is there a shower section rather than all these uh, baths and pools or whatever? There are. There are three uh, sort of uh, units with a solid wall for, you know, toons who want to have some privacy. And uh, you easily find the one that's been used because there are still soap suds in it and the walls are wet. Um, so, yeah, if you want to investigate mm. or, any or anything else. Remember, you have spells, you have abilities that I don't know about. If you make an argument for it, I will allow it. Um, Boop. 22 Boop. <laughs> or not nice. 20. Okay. Wow. From this, 
from this, you you get this sort of bat vision, sort of everything's highlighted in blue and you can see equations lighting up around Larry's head. It's extremely cool. Uh, and you can tell that, yes, someone has had a shower in here recently. Yes, there are traces of water and soap suds in the drain. There is also something else in the drain and on the floor. And if you put your hand on it, which is, uh, you know, probably what you would do, I don't know. Um, it's chalk. There is chalk in the water of this shower unit. And with a nat 20, you find some hairs, some black, curly, tightly wound hairs of an afro sort of description. Mm. <laughs> There's also some glitter. Snailian will want that. Yep. Tasty. So yeah, you you found oh, maximum delicious. thing. You found maximum thing in the shower unit. I'm very impressed. Well done. <laughs> hey, the power of the nat twenty. Um, Larry is not going to let Snailian eat shower droppings. <laughs> like he's he's obviously Snailian is not here, but he is not going to let her do that if they come through here again. Nasty. <laughs> but but glitter. Glitter. <laughs> You'll get some other glitter, edible sort, probably. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You guys investigated the the cart. Uh, you said there was like a little screen thingy in each car, right? Uh, where? Oh, yes, a talkie no, screen. Yes, there is the engineer's uh, emergency contact panel in all of the uh, cars. Uh, the one in the library is not working, but apart from that, they're all working. Okay, so, uh, does that mean that Snailian and Shorts Kid working together, by our powers combined, we can reach the button and call Charlie and Larry? No, you can't. You can call the engineer. And, I will say this, like, have you done that now? I mean, like, no, no, because you're talking to Dora. This is a theoretical situation. Uh, what I will say yeah. is, at any point you can call the engineer, however... He is driving the train. He has to concentrate on driving the train. He has a short temper. You have three emergency lifelines before he loses his temper. Oh, okay, good. I just wanted to ask, because like, I'm like, can we get like a train cell phone, or do we have to walk back and forth up the train? And now I know we have to walk. No, you didn't get a, uh, whatever it's called, a talking stone thing, unfortunately. Stone <laughs> yeah. of far, far speech. That's the I know one. this because of the Adventure Zone. Yes. Yep. So, no, I'm afraid you Anything are separated. Anything could be a stone of the bar speech if you throw it at someone hard enough. Uh -huh. And there's a uh -huh. note tape to it. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, um, I will say that, like, basically you you have found pretty much everything in this car. So shall I go back to the other two? Is that okay? Uh, sure. And actually, mm -hmm. like, I in, in the um, layout... Uh, we we start in the library and I guess are moving backwards and that we would be heading towards where the other two are. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. True. I like there's we, nothing there's nothing else that Charlie particularly uh, wants to do. Is, like and also I don't know how much Charlie knows. I don't know how much Larry has actually told him. So um, Charlie's just like okay, yeah, we've seen the dead body. There's not really much else. Time to go back to find the other two. Okay. Larry is pointing out the evidence to to Charlie as they go, 
and allowing Charlie to draw his own conclusions. Okay. That's extremely fair-minded. <laughs> That's very, very good. Okay, and uh, we cross-dissolve to Dora Z. Scale, who is beginning to uh, recount her statement after recovering from this slightly off-the-cuff interview with these two characters that she was not at all prepared to deal with. Neither was the DM. Their baby. I'm, I'm still so sorry about that. Anyway. You after... can't hurt me! I'm baby! <laughs> but the whole thing is just like, were you expecting an eight-year-old and a snail to come by and ask you if you killed the man? <laughs> no one expects the snannish inquisition. Uh, after taking a moment to compose herself, Dora recounts the events as she remembers them in inverted commas, noting what we have just learned. Well, I was feeling a touch guilty, you see, after having had such a lovely day on this marvellous train and done very little to earn it. And it was that nice director, DJ Moves, who invited me, you know. Such a sweet bird, though perhaps a little loud for my tastes. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was just bursting to do something to pay somebody back for the kindness, so after spending a little while in the ballroom... I got up enough courage to go into the next car and ask Cuisine Kit if she needed any help in the kitchen. She was ever so sweet and said that yes, I could, and asked me to fetch something from the fridge. At this point, Dora winces slightly. It might have just been me being a little, uh, clumsy, and she looks guiltily at the cocktail in her hand, which is an amazing shade of cyan now. This is the one she was making me at the start. Sure. But you know something? I could swear the carriage jolted just as I reached for the fridge door because bang! Somehow I fell over, caught the tall cupboard to the left of me with my shoulder and well, gosh, the dungeon just fell over. It made an awful racket and such a mess. It broke near in two and blocked the door to the ballroom, but good. I was so ashamed. I Well, I'm not proud of it, but I just ran. I'd made such a fool of myself that I just couldn't bring myself to stay, let alone look that poor sweet cat in the face. Now I think on it, I wish I'd had the sense to stay and help fix the mess I'd made, but, oh dear, she must think me such a fool, and all I wanted to do was help. She takes another sip of the cocktail before frowning, trying hard to be sure she's remembering what happened correctly. After that, I barely remembered a thing till I got to the conservatory, I do so love that carriage, you know, with all that cool emerald green and running water. Calmed me right down and I felt much better. After that, I just stayed there, breathing deeply and trying to get my head on straight, until the engineer came over the intercom with that terrible news about what had happened, and well, then I came straight here, just like he told me to. Was any of that any help? Barry. Question. Mm -hmm. What did you knock over? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it because of my snowmit. They knocked twice. Oh well, I was. I was flustered. I was probably saying it a little fast. There was a tall cupboard, you know, like a storage tall unit. Tall cupboard. Yeah, it was just to the left of the fridge, and I was opening the door, and I'm almost positive something shook me because. Gosh, it was such a heavy thing, too. I mean, oh, my goodness, I made such a mess. I'm still sorry about it. Uh, Shorts Kid, uh, again, uh, just is right next to Dora and then gently takes the cocktail out of her hands and then puts it on the floor and says, uh, I've known Cooking Kit for a little while, 
and she won't mind as long as you try to help clean up your mess, even if you do leave a mess. Her only rule is you try to fix what went wrong. She doesn't care when you do it, as long as you do it. So you probably could, after this whole thing's over, just go over to her and ask if there's anything you can help with. And, like, it might help if you aren't drinking radioactive ooze. Dora, you know, for the for the dex rolls. Dora is nodding absently as you're explaining and has automatically been pouring herself another cocktail, which is this bright oh, turquoise no. color. But as you say that last part, she kind of looks at it and is totally chagrined. She's like really embarrassed and puts it on the side and says, "Well, I suppose you're right, aren't you?" Um, oh, let Snail me take that. Comes- and she takes the cocktail off the floor and ceremoniously pours over to the sink and pours it down the sink. Stalian comes up when she turns back around from the sink and pats her leg and says, I made a really big mess because I was too nice to one of the penguins. They really, really don't mind as long as you help. We'll make sure that you get the chance to help as long as you didn't kill the definitely dead person. They, they, they like robotically add. (laughs) Oh, I would be so grateful. And she takes both of you like by the hand in each of her hands and gives them a little shake. It's like the cutest gesture you've ever seen. And suddenly this actress who is like in her forties is Dora Z-Scale from the movie. As you remember her in her pretty white and blue dress with her sparkly red shoes and Oto sits on the bed and barks in a really happy way like not not the way you've heard him barking at Charlie uh just very happy children and snail I'm assuming just like this is so pure like it's exuding like rays mm-hmm. of like cuteness it is it is uh <laughs> do you have any more questions is there anything else I can help you two with yeah, uh, can we go outside of your room and go find, um, our, our, our train buddies, Charlie and, and Larry, because, uh, I haven't, like, been able to tell them all the stuff yet, and we also want to use you for your, your necromancy powers, and also to help you get your cooking cat, and then they, like, trail off because they're thinking of a bunch of things. Uh, she yeah, basically- yeah, we'll totally be back. She basically nods and, uh, and relinquishes your hands and says, Okay, uh, if you think of anything else to ask me, please do come back. I'll see y'all later. Hey, Absolutely. hey, who said you could let go? Oh, am I coming well, with? Well, if we're... Uh, yes, short, you're coming with us. No, Shorts Kid, we're leaving them in the room. We're going to find our friends. Then we're going to come back for them. Dora, oh, what if we just what if we take her and then we're a big party and we have fun? But then we can't whisper about things like the fact that I didn't understand that good cop bad cop was supposed to be secret. You need to tell me these things. And and if and if she's there, and 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 Snailian turns and says, "No offense, you are absolutely lovely, but she but we can't talk about those things if she's there. So we'll come back for her." But it's first okay. we'll find com- our friends. I completely understand. And your your friend here, the, the Snailian, is that your name, sweetie? I, I think you're right. I should stay here until you're absolutely sure that I can help you without getting in the way again. Oh, dear. If you see Cuisine Kit, can you apologize for me? We and will definitely. Short's kid looks, like, really sad, but then uh, hugs Dora around the tongue, and she says, we're definitely coming back, okay? Bye-bye, train aunt. 
hugs are so good. If, if you want to get around <laughs> me as a DM, just hug everything. Like, seriously. Okay, you, you escape the clutches of Dora's room and, lo, you bump into your colleagues. Unless your colleagues want to go through the staff car and, like, investigate that first. I mean, because you do have to go through the staff car. True, we do. Um, you can go through it and then just like, go back with the other two. <laughs> it's up to you guys. I mean, we are going to need to go back through it either way, yeah. and I feel like it would be better to do as a group with Fine. all of our information pulled together. Okay. Yep. Fine. In that case, you you all rejoin. Uh, I'm going to say in first class because it's easier, and uh, you all share everything that you've learned. And via montage, Mod escapes having to recount everything that just happened. Propellers then. Larry, 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 Larry. We did a bunch of crud, and also Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Uh, we found a bunch of important information, and um, there's some stuff that like we're going to tell you everything we know. And not tell you anything we don't know because nobody is listening to us right now in the walls. And they like look surreptitiously at the wall and then they look back at both of you. I'm gonna make okay. a perception check actually to to make sure. Um, I I can I, I'm gonna do freaking like insight on Snailian there because again Charlie is a con artist. He knows people, and while he is oblivious when it comes to actually looking for clues, he would be able to tell that there's something up with Snailian there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Snail. Um, what did you roll for with that oh, ten? I missed that. I was rolling perception to try and make sure that there weren't extra speakers. Ah, in in the uh, in Dora's in the wall. Oh, in the hall. Uh, yeah, no. With the ten, you don't notice anything. And with an eight, Dang. with an eight, Charlie, you don't notice anything. You are just oh. like completely along for the ride on this train. Charlie is Char Charlie is like standing there, threatening to poke them with his chalky finger that he still hasn't wiped off yet because yeah. he hasn't had like a tissue or something to wipe it on. <laughs> Sorry. Nasty. So not paying attention. Snailian actually grabs the hand and is like, don't wipe this off. We have a use for it. <laughs> yes, uh, in fact, um, cool. Yeah, you, you transfer any material evidence that you have found into the little test tubes. And uh, yeah, so Snail, you now have a little collection of uh, bits and pieces that you've found, including the chalk. And uh, I'm guessing you took like the hair sample from the washroom place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, and then all that jazz. And whatever that burned thing is. And whatever that burned thing is, that's true, you found that as well. I'm so proud of you. You did real good, Nat. Yeah. Snail uh, is very and, proudly and, and, wearing By the, the way, I didn't... Charlie's just here Larry, to open doors, Larry that's about it. did not get to respond to uh, Snailian's very, very uh, subtle thing, and he goes... Of course, people are listening. The world is a stage, and we are all being judged for our performance. And our sins. Mm -hmm. Snailian just adds for no reason. <laughs> Does anybody want to see this very innocent and badly drawn picture that I did? Always. Absolutely. Uh, that's Short's kid talking. So, uh, they, um, away, like, they know that it's a mic. It's not a cape. Like, there are cameras around, but, like, uh, 
they like hold up this piece of paper and their handwriting is truly atrocious. Gesundheit. Sorry. Bless you. So, um, the paper says, uh... Oh, wait, but Shorts Kid, Shorts Kid didn't know about this. Shorts Kid doesn't know about it being a movie? Dude, like, she told us both. Oh, she did. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm really having trouble keeping track. There's an awful lot of things that are happening that I didn't anticipate. But hey, that's what D&D is about. Okay, yeah, yeah. You you get this message, Charlie and Larry. How do you respond? Stanley like immediately waves, 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 and they like literally goop on... Gotta choose who to goop. They they literally goop on the message. Okay, so uh, for those who are listening, the first badly written sign says, No merder in movie. And the second edition added by Snailian, it says, Keep quiet about it! <laughs> Charlie, Charlie's, says, immediate res- uh, like Charlie's immediate response... Larry, Larry says, that is a beautiful drawing. <laughs> Oh my god. Thank you. I tried. Charlie's Charlie's immediate response is kind of like to stare at the message, stare at like the chalk on his finger, and like like obviously some sample has already been taken, and just goes like just just, just this look of why the hell have I been avoiding this? This isn't dead body dust. This is this is just a thing. Just wipes it on his shirt and actually no, wipes it on Larry's shirt. (laughs) (laughs) And and then just continues with things and go like, all right, this is this is gonna be a bit of a tricky problem to solve. Then I've right, got some evidence now, but like, it's gonna be a hard one. You guys up for it? Yeah, let's solve this mirror. Okay, you gotta uh, roll your R a little bit more. It's it's mirror. Mirror. Very good. And they preen. Very, very. Stanley is absolutely clapping, by the way, just in case you can't hear it. Yeah, I heard that. Larry looks at them again and goes, A man is dead. Let us not forget this. Yes. Yeah, but we got to see the, the message, but he is keeping up the act. <laughs> oh, Larry, I appreciate you. I appreciate you very much. But murder happens sometimes, you know? We got to protect the train. Use. We gotta keep the train from train jail, and and Snailian knows that this is fake, but has returned to being really upset because train jail is horrible. And again, you Wait, hear what? that rather sad woo woo. Please don't send me to jail. <laughs> whistle. Wait, what were we supposed to do again? Okay, so what you have, <laughs> what, you st- what you still have to do is collect statements from the remaining suspects and evidence from the remaining carriages, and whether you do that together or apart is up to you. But you are presently all together in the first class carriage. You haven't yet talked. To... Oh yeah, we have a forensic. Yes. We also can interview the staff. Yeah. There's... Yes, we should. There's the staff remaining, there's Cuisine Kit and DJ Moves that you haven't talked to. The penguins like me. I could talk to the penguins. They like Charlie too, though, because Charlie helped. 
Um, okay, let's go with our, our strong, strong suits. Um, I know Cooking Cat, Cooking Kit from, uh, previously. So, like, um, I'll be able to tell if Cooking Kit is lying. And honestly, I don't think Cooking Kit would murder anybody or would lie to me. So, like, there's that. And you could talk to the owls, Snail. And, uh... Hmm. What else do we have to do? I keep losing my train of thought. Um. So I'll bring... thus far, interviewed Ludwig and Dora. We still got DJ Moves, um, Cuisine Kit, and the staff. But there's both the penguins and the owls, right? Mm-hmm. Both the penguins and the owls are separate entities within the staff, right? In fact, if you cast your mind back. When you pass through the uh, staff car the first time, there were owls and there were penguins, but there were also a couple of ducks on the train. Um, but the staff is basically going to count as a sort of unit, uh, but we'll deal to that with that when we get there. So what's the plan, guys? Are you splitting up? Who's going first? Uh, let's see. Um, uh... I think, I think we that... should split up, but, like, also it's easier to do, like, group things if we're all in a group. Mm. Yeah, that's the payoff. If, that... if you're all separate, then, you know, like, if you've got two people, only two of you can make that perception check for that thing. But if there's four of you, you can all roll for it. On the other hand, if you split up, then you can be in two places at once doing different things. So it's the payoff. Yeah. I think now that Charlie knows it's it, like this is an act, this is um like this is filming. He's kind of very, he's a bit more he, like, well, okay, good. There's no dead body. There's no actual murder about. He's a little bit, he's still a bit on edge because like, wait, are there people filming him without him wanting to? Also, are there people filming this literal child here? And this, like, Charlie um keeps thinking that Snailian is also a child. I am sorry, but he does. And it's he's like, eh, most, most, mostly yes. Yeah. Time, so times are weird in space. Yeah. So it's kind of like, basically, dad instincts are kind of kicking in, and until he knows what the heck is actually going on here he would rather um keep an eye on everyone <laughs> well let's remember after like shortsky did specifically say like oh i'm a kid i can't say this i need permission from this man who is my father now <laughs> and probably now. that guy is the one orchestrating all this so yeah <laughs> that's still dodgy that's... as hell and charlie would like to look oh. out for the children y'all signed the paperwork dodgy <laughs> y'all signed the paperwork it's it on does, you uh, yeah okay <clears throat> plan plan what are I we doing think, i think that we should all go and talk to the staff because I know the penguins, and y'all can keep an eye on the owls, and there were probably ducks at the beginning. Um, I don't know that I've seen them around afterwards, though. So we should all go together. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Cooking Kit is technically staff. Yeah, but she's a, like a really famous chef, so she is also part of the guest list. She's uh, definitely <laughs> in the uh, first class carriage. Damn she's it. a second, she's a different entity. 
do you want to talk to Cuisine Kit altogether then first? No, no, we should probably, like, there's more penguins and owls, so we'll get more information out of them, right? That's what I'm thinking. So we are still in the first class car, and let us not forget, we do also need to talk to DJ Moves. So do we want to talk to Cuisine Kit and DJ Moves before we move on? Because we have two statements out of four? Yeah, I think that would be the best option. My experience, uh, like, staff tend to know most more of what's about, but also you got to be able to spot the holes in, like, the like the celebrities' lies if, if we figure that out later. Also, I've just okay. posted a, a new map which shows uh, where the blockages on the train are or were during the time of the murder and the fact that uh, the train is now unbubbled in those cars. Like I, I'd like to point out, um, blockage number one between the bathing car and the library is no no longer there, thanks to Charlie. <laughs> no, but was it during? Da, da, da. Okay, right, we're heading to the staff car before anybody changes their mind. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, is that okay? Yeah. Go okay. for it. Yeah. So you. We'll come back for the other two. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You you enter the uh, the third sleeping car, which is the staff and cargo hold. Again, it's ridiculous in here. It's three stories. Like, there's loads of penguins and birds of every... Well, not every description, but of the three descriptions that I've described, uh, walking around trying to do their stuff. But they also look kind of stressed and anxious, and uh, there's a lot of them. Like, you get the impression that the, the ones that aren't out guarding the doors are all in here. Um, so, yeah, you have effectively three types of birds that you can interview there are owls which kind of seem to stick together as opposed to the penguins who definitely seem to stick together and there are a very few ducks in fact specifically there are three ducks mm. uh, <laughs> charlie, just... i love you <laughs> charlie's gonna step up put his fingers in his mouth and just let out a massively loud whistle to get everyone's attention yeah, oh, dang but... it you stole my move that works. Uh, everyone is looking at you now. Everyone is looking at you. All right, folks, we're here to figure out what's going on. I uh, can't do that without your help, so I really appreciate it if you could tell me like everything that you've seen, or maybe not everything if it's all here. But uh, it's just like, what do you guys know? Tell me about what you think's happened, or have you? And who do you reckon did it as well? Everyone. Shirts kid holds up their badge and says, "It's officially sanctioned by me." The train sheriff and also uh, the engineer, the train dad. Everyone starts talking at you at the same time because you just asked everybody in this car to tell you what they know at the same time. So uh, can everybody make a constitution saving check? Do you want us to also like make the impression by all talking at once? No. <laughs> My brain can't deal with it. That's actually what this check is for. Okay. Oh dear, a four. Come on, yeah. it's Eleven. Poor shorts, kid. Oh dear. Oh no. Okay, you are hit by this wall of noise, and you all kind of manage to deal with it. Shorts, kid. However, you just straight up get like knocked to the floor by this. You're prone. It doesn't really mean anything because you're not in combat, but you get bowled over. Uh, Snailian, you get a headache because you rolled an eleven. <laughs> Shorts kid is just curled up on the floor trying to like cover their ears because oh god, it's noisy, that hurt. 
Snailian uses silent image to stack up three of them and immediately makes a stop, 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 stop motion with their silent arms. Yeah, that works. They stop. They stop. I was, I was gonna say, Charlie was about to get out his air horn. <laughs> but, no, okay. Snail works. Alright. Charlie's just, like, waving the note. Alright, one at a time, one at a time. Can we get a nice orderly cue here, please? So, Snailian makes a direction. Ducks to the back. Penguins on one side, owls on the other side. And they do that. So yeah, you have the owls on your right-hand side, the ducks at the back, and the penguins on your left. Uh, Snailian is going to go for the penguins because they have established rapport. Mm -hmm. Um, But everybody else can go ahead if they want to pick out places. Shorts kid's just gonna stay here, curled up on the floor for another minute or two. Aww. One of the owls comes <laughs> over. Mary will pick them up. Aww. Yeah, just like come give, give, give like pat short kids on the head and like hope they're okay. Bless. I was gonna say otherwise <laughs> one of the so owls loud. is just gonna like do a med check on you. <laughs> oh, it's just uh. You know how sometimes stuff is, like, really loud and you're just, like, you don't like it because it feels bad and you're like, oh, I need to hide somewhere quiet for a while. Truly, truly, mm. I do know this very, very personally because I have hyperacuity and it sucks. Okay, so you're talking to the penguins first. Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm going to just, like, roll on because this is, uh, we're in, like, the last hour to half hour of this thing. So uh, the penguins say that they were dismissed by Cuisine Kit after uh, the meal because all of the patrons had uh, dispersed and she said that they'd all worked really hard and they all seemed to like be really pleased about this. You see the little beams of joy coming off them for having done a good job and been told you're a good boy, yeah! Uh, so they all came back to the staff car to rest up and to listen to their beloved boss, who they would never allow to be interrupted while he's singing in the shower. So, beloved boss was in the shower, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Snailian is just confirming that last bit while I finish typing this up. Snailian, so they were in the shower, right? Uh, I'm gonna ask you to roll something to get them to say more about that. I don't know what. <laughs> um, would insight work, or would you prefer per- prefer persuasion? Either. Uh, choose which one you would prefer. <laughs> Like, which you would roll better as. I will persuade. Um, I will give you advantage because you are in good with the penguins. Ooh. Nice. That's a 12. 12. Or... A 9. A 9. Okay, we'll go so a 12. You get a 12. Um, They admit that they didn't see their beloved boss, but he always sings in the shower. He's really famous for it. And he was singing for over 10 minutes because he completed two of his best loved hits, Love to Love You Maybe and Hey Dude, which have a running time of 10 minutes and 13 seconds. They tell you this with absolute accuracy because they are fanboys. Okay. Thank you so much for your honesty. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Snailian uh, individually with their silent image waves, okay, goodbye, okay, goodbye, to all of them because <laughs> they insist on being polite. <laughs> this is their one gag they know, and they're going to do it. 
It's a running gag. It's all good. Okay, uh, the others. What are you guys doing? I assume you were listening into this. Mm-hmm. Charlie has sidled over to the ducks and just kind of gone like, you guys got any idea what ha- what's going on? Who, us? Gee, no, mister. We don't know anything. And uh, you're a bit surprised by the uh, the sound of their voices because these are clearly three elderly ducks. One of them has a massive beard and dark sunglasses. One of them has a huge moustache and dark glasses. And one of them has sideburns and a big top hat and dark glasses. What do I roll to figure out what's going on here? <laughs> Ooh, gee. Uh, I don't know. Like, um... Yeah, that might be insight. Is this perception? Is it investigation? Is it insight? Again, choose what you feel it would be for you. And, like, I basically mean what you would roll best as. All right. With the hat I've got on, it's going to be perception. Mm -hmm. And just kind of, like, generally coming over to chat and think, oh, maybe there's a slight feeling something up. There's definitely a slight feeling something up. You you totally see uh, the string around the back of the little duck's head that's attaching the beard to his face. And from that, you glean that all of them are wearing disguise kits. And these are kids. Like, absolutely. They are a lot shorter than Vudlig is. And, uh, yeah, they have big, round, bobbly heads. (laughs) Charlie kind of, like, as soon as he works out their kids, he kind of, like, looks at them, like, trying not to laugh because this is adorable and he's absolutely done the same thing when he was a kid. So he's just like... All right, you three, cough up. Tell me what happened. I know what you three are pulling here. Uh, all three of them kind of look at each other and are kind of like, what? He knows? How does he know? He can't possibly know. Oh, he's bluffing. Wait, wait one sec. I did say earlier on that Charlie had pulled, put on like a fake moustache and gotten a pipe and everything to go with the hat. Mm-hmm. He pulls off his own fake moustache and puts that away. All three of them go, oh, gee whiz! And because of the double take they just did, all of their disguise kit flies off. And the penguins <laughs> and the owls are aghast. And they're like, oh, who are these strange kids that have got on the train? Oh no, we've got borders, we've got interlopers. Oh, this is terrible. The paperwork, the paperwork. And they're all running around in a panic. Uh, and these three kids look at you very guiltily and scuff the floor and they're like, oh gee, mister, please don't tell anybody, especially not Mr. Woodleg. He'd tell our uncles. What? You really think that someone like me is going to go snitching on people like you? Nah, you don't worry. Secret's safe with me. But long as you own up to what's going on. Uh, because of that, I'm not even going to make you roll persuasion because you've like totally blown their cover. And they, they, they are very quiet uh, and, like, ask you to sort of gather around them, like, all the passengers, so that the owls and the penguins can't hear the conversation. Uh, are, are the others going to allow this behaviour? Oh, are you yeah, just totally gonna gather them? around. Okay. Short's kid is, like, their face is buried in Larry's hoodie. <laughs> it's so sad that they were so... <laughs> Noises are bad. I rolled a four on Constitution. Uh, Larry, what do you feel about this? Yeah. Um. Well, he is currently holding another child involved in a murder, so this really isn't that much of a surprise. (laughs) Um. He will listen in. Uh, These three little ducks, who are called Fooey, Zooey, and. Gooey, I want to say. Um, I know they appeared in a silver screen episode at some point, but I can't remember what. what I don't uh, remember I what I called them. them. So we're going with that. Vooey, Zooey, and Gooey. <laughs> you, 
Yeah, Gooey is a little bit sticky for some reason. No one's sure why, just always. He's sweaty. He's sticky in the same way that like lots of little kids just tend to be inherently sticky. Yeah, it's not like Gooigi, but he's just a little bit clammy all the time. Um, but Fui seems to take the lead. His name is short for Gooford. Gooford! I love that! That's great. Um, and yeah, Fui's like, well, gee, I... It was such a strange thing. We just had to investigate. I mean, you get it, mister, right? And he's looking at your deer stalker, Charlie, and, you know, at the other apparel that you detectives have, and he's like, oh, gosh, you're real detectives, huh? That's swell. Um, but you see... Oh, are we not supposed to tell them? And they go into a smaller huddle and, like, well, we might as well. They've blown our cover. It's like, well, see, our uncle is... Really rich, and he doesn't like giving away anything. So when he did this kind of lucky drop for you guys, we thought that was real strange. So we snuck on board to see what was going on. How did you know that your uncle gave us the tickets? Or or we got the tickets for this thing? Oh, we didn't I know. I bought mine. We didn't know it was going to be you. It was all at a chance. That's the problem. Our uncle Makaja, and he says this with hesitation because he, he knows he's not supposed to tell you who the financier for this train was. And you realize that Screw Makaja, who's another Scot, uh, is the financier for this voyage. And uh, I want all of you to make like either a history check or an intelligence check. It's probably about the same, actually. Uh, considering Charlie mm. has encountered Scrumacodja before, mm -hmm. can I bypass this? <laughs> no, you can do it with advantage, though. Okay. Should I roll with disadvantage because I'm an alien mm. who doesn't know anything? <laughs> it's entirely oh, up to you. God if damn you... it. I rolled in the wrong zone. Oh, it's okay. Tell me what it was. 13. 13, okay. I've got a 10. Ooh, a 20. Yeah, yeah go for 20 from Charlie. 20. And I am rolling with disadvantage because they are an alien. Mm -hmm. Regardless, I think a four is pretty bad. A four okay. is pretty bad. Yeah, um, only Charlie immediately understands the repercussions of this because you have met him in person, or at least worked for him. I can't decide whether you met Scrumacodra in person or just his secretary. Probably both, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, the entire idea of Scrumacodra running a raffle or a lottery of any kind is beyond comprehension. This guy hates leaving things to chance and he hates giving things away even more. So yeah, these kids are right. This is a really strange situation. The rest of you don't know this. So it basically takes Fui explaining that our uncle is kind of grouchy when it comes to money, a lot grumpy actually, and they all laugh about this. Um, so, yeah, we thought it was real odd that you guys got to ride this train for free. Because he Charlie... doesn't like giving things away? Charlie kind of just, like, paused for a moment, like, that... Wait, no, there's children here. That guy really has got a tight wallet, and I would say tighter than his... Tighter than his hat. <laughs> Him spending money like this, him giving away things like this, like like the those tickets, that's uh, a real weird thing. So what you're saying is this guy's a real peck neck. <laughs> All three of them look absolutely shocked, and they do the three monkeys thing, like they cover their ears, their mouth, and their eyes respectively. And it's like 
it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, hey, I guess you could call him that. We're not allowed to call him that. Should we call him that? And they're like, like giggling at the idea, <laughs> the shocking idea of calling their uncle such a dreadful thing. <laughs> Life is short, swear. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Zooey really tries. He says, our p- 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, our, our uncle is he's probably a nice guy somewhere really deep down. Um, but yeah, that's, that's why we snuck on board. No one knows we're here. We'll get in ever so much trouble if you find out. And you know, since our Uncle Naldo disappeared, we've been awful bored. So we wanted to do something and find out what the mystery was. But now there's been a murder, so there's two mysteries. And they look more excited about this than anybody should. <laughs> so have you guys found anything? They they look crestfallen and shake their heads and say, no, we didn't get to leave this cabin at all. And especially after that DJ guy started singing in the shower, no one could leave. Yeah, we were all stuck in here because they blocked it. The penguins blocked it on purpose? Well, I don't know if it was on purpose, but they were all plastered up against the door to listen. And he says this with this kind of wince, like it's so... So, like, ugh, why would you? He's not even that good of a singer, honestly. And, yeah, so from this, you find out that the door into the bathing car was blocked during the entire duration of this uh, this penguin DJ singing because all of the little penguins were, like, in the way. So no one could get in or out of the staff car or the bathing car via that door. But outside of that, we don't know anything. I'm real sorry. I wish we did. It sounds like it was really exciting. Right. Well, if you three ever give it, like, if you three hear anything else, like, because we can't always be everywhere, we can't hear everything ourselves. If you find anything out, give us a shout, and we'd love to know it, and we'll figure this whole thing out. And oh, um, Ch- um, Charlie kind of reaches over, picks up all their disguises, and like, like helps like shuffle them back on, adjust them a little bit, make sure they are properly disguised again. <laughs> they appreciate this and, and stand to remember, us. boys. Always remember, boys. Being a billionaire is indefensible. You got it, mister! And they all stand up straight and throw a salute. And, uh, yeah, so you have extracted everything you possibly could from these three kids. Can we talk to the owls? Yeah. That's the last, uh, that's the last group. I think they're neat. I just think they're neat. (laughs) And they do look a bit like potatoes, you're right. (laughs) But uh, Shorts Kid, who has finally recovered from uh, the cacophony, uh, climbs down uh, from Larry, but is still like holding his hand and dragging him around like an oversized Rackety Ann doll. And uh, just uh, heads up to the owls and says, uh, Hey, hello, fellow birds. Um. Did you guys see anything happen? Because, you know, I trust you guys, like, way more than those penguins because they're kind of lame. And then, like, uh, Shorts Kid does, like, a side eye and then looks at the owls and she goes, you know that Train Dad trusts you the most, so I trust you the most. So let me in on that. 
you butter them up good. And these owls are like constantly anxious. Like even if good things happen, they're always kind of like, what's going to happen to balance this out? Uh, but this cute child who has been seen with their engineer, who's their direct boss, uh, being nice to them, they're like, ah, oh, yay, this is a, this is all right. I can talk to this person. Unfortunately, they don't seem to be able to tell you very much more than you already know. Uh, that is, that as soon as DJ Moves started singing in the shower, which was at approximately 8 o'clock, they think, um, yeah, they, they couldn't move in or out of the staff car. They were all in the staff car because they'd uh, left their various jobs. Vudlig likes to work alone, so the, the staff attendant that's usually in the laboratory left him to it. And uh, the only other two owls on the train are always in the engine room. And, uh, yeah, they, they can only confirm that that blockage was there. However, uh, everybody make me a perception check. God, what is my perception? <laughs> Ooh, 20. Mm. 20. 20. Oh, nice. Okay, so um, basically everyone apart from Larry, who's like totally done with this scene, uh, you notice one of the owls at the back who looks like he's dying to say something, but he can't because there's too many people here. He just can't say anything in front of other people. Uh, Shorts Kid sidles, uh, like, heads straight down the line, still dragging Larry, <laughs> and walks up to that owl sticks out her free hand and says, Hi. He says, you like, give it a shake. He says, Hi. <laughs> Want to talk? Yes, but maybe not here. Well, we have a room and, like, I have a really cool bunk and we were playing Go Fish earlier, so, like, let's go talk. Okay, yeah, that'll be good. To distract all the other owls, Snailian starts casting silent images of thank you, thank you, little little waves for <laughs> each and every one in order to distract from the uh, people who are getting away. Yep, uh, I'm gonna say that works perfectly well, especially because we only have ten more minutes. So you make your you beat a hasty retreat to the second class, and this owl sort of goes <sighs> like he was holding in so much air he was about to pop, and he says. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just, I had to tell somebody. I can't help this anymore. Oh. <laughs> he's like sort of hyperventilating. Uh, and yeah, actually, he's like, does anybody want to do like a medicine check on this guy? Because he looks like, whew. Oh, absolutely. Snailian is, is coming over and is like, okay, okay, okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start taking slower, deep breaths can i do go... animal handling yeah sure in. do both you can do both <laughs> and hold it for two seconds and then let it out 30 20 okay between the two of you you managed to get this owl to calm down and because you did it so well he's like now your best friend forever and uh, you recognize this owl actually this owl is the one that took your dna tests and uh he's sort of goes oh thank you thank you thank you i just i absolutely had to tell someone <sighs> but tell I, wasn't, us. I wasn't supposed to know about it i'd get in so much trouble even the engineer doesn't know this so here's the thing and he sits down and then suddenly looks like way more 
animated and like gossip central. This guy has news. He's got tea and he's gonna spill it. And he says, you see, they all sit in a big like uh, circle, like duck duck goose style, oh, cute. with their heads together, like okay, just like yeah. And uh, yeah, he says, "Well, you see, there was this thing that I heard Dora and DJ move saying that they, like, in front of other people, that they don't know each other, haven't met each other. Like DJ invited her. That's true, but they know each other. They they." And he looks around to make sure, like, no one's looking. And he says, they tried to make a movie together, but it didn't work. Well, yeah, DJ Moves movies are kind of more music videos, and that's not, like, bad, but I wouldn't sit in a theater and watch a three-hour music video. Oh, but people did with Miss Dora's first film. That was a musical, and it was really good. Haven't you seen it? No, no. A musical is different from a music video. Because, like, one has a plot and good songs, <laughs> and the other one is just three hours of the same song and a bunch of penguins dancing. He he laughs. <laughs> he laughs at this and says, well, I guess you're right. But, yeah, whatever they did, it stunk so bad that it got so badly panned at private preview scannings that they just, they just ditched the whole project, made a real loss. I mean, I guess, like, not many people even knew about it, but Mr. Vic Tim, he was a guy who looked after the numbers, you know? I just feel like maybe that was... Well, it might be important. Yeah, I mean... It's one thing to, like, be like, oh, we did this thing and it failed and we don't want anyone to know that we're failures. You don't have to pretend like you don't know a person. Like, yeah, I... friends are still allowed to be a thing without having to make a movie together. Yeah, I thought that was really strange. Anyway, that's that's basically all I have to tell you, but I really had to tell you. And he sort of oozes onto the floor slightly. You know how owls do with the bird fluff and they just sort of go bloop? <laughs> he does that. Yeah, the bird puddle. <gasps> he makes the bird puddle. Snaily and totally, like like flops out their hand like oh i know you had to dish that goss so hard didn't you I and did. like their their tone of voice completely changes they they totally get it when you have to dish that goss and you gotta <laughs> let somebody know but people shouldn't know all the time because you don't want it spreading around everywhere but somebody's gotta know <laughs> they get it if i could do a new york accent i would be using it right now but yes he looks extremely relieved for having vented and uh he basically admits that that was the only thing he could tell you so he goes back into the staff compartment and you are left with this new piece of information uh bearing in mind we only have 10 minutes left of this game shall we try and do like one more thing or do you want to call it here i'm gonna admit i am starting to zone out pretty hard okay <laughs> so yeah after that little bit of uh dirt dishing you uh, have a little break to uh, brainstorm and then figure out what you're going to do next. Which we will figure out by the next time we come back to the Taffy Train Cross Continental. Thank dun, you very much. I'm sorry for Advent, like having a miniature breakdown, but I cannot believe I didn't think of such an obvious thing as to ask the person if they killed the person and then do an insight check. Oh my god. <laughs> uh... I didn't oh, want 
I didn't want to say anything while you were having your panic attack, but, like, just given the background of what's happening, it's, now that everybody already knows, it's a movie, right? Mm -hmm. Which means nobody actually did die. So even if you rolled insight and got a nat 20 and they said, I didn't kill them, technically, they could be telling the truth, but, like, it still doesn't help you because, like, you're like, they're telling the truth, but eventually you find out everybody is telling the truth. Nobody killed this guy, so who killed him? So, yeah, uh, you you start to understand my plight. So, uh, but also, I really should have just thought of that as a really obvious thing to say. Uh, by the way, don't do this, because I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's I just did it on Ludwig because I was like, eh, I want a science guy in our corner, so I'm just going to use my inspiration yeah. auto-nat 20 to, like, yeah. k- like figure out if he's the murderer he's not cool yeah. now he's automatically our cool science guy on the inside yeah no i mean like well, obviously you your, your game keep in mind. your your game plan um, was like entirely sensible i'm not blaming you guys i just can't believe i didn't think of it it was so obvious however i will say that ludwig's reaction was genuine because the idea of anybody thinking that he'd murdered someone movie or not is just like way out of this guy's like mindscape because he's so innocent just like squeezes cheeks plop did you kill him <laughs> sorry uh kai you were gonna say something uh, i was gonna say the other thing is like in terms of like game mechanics just because someone can kind of like oh yeah i've got an insight that hey this person is kind of maybe acting a little bit shifty they're possibly not telling the truth just because someone gets a high insight role doesn't mean the character has to tell the truth <laughs> like player can figure out that there's something up but the character that they're try- that they're trying to question doesn't have to actually admit it. Okay, because yeah, like even... I kind of felt yeah, like yeah. I did have to because it was a really high roll. So uh, thank you for confirming that. I'll keep that in mind in the future. Yeah. No, because it's like in insight is different from persuasion. They're two different stills for okay. a reason. Okay. <laughs> Mainly a nat a nat twenty is one of those things where like if you roll a twenty you get it automatically. However, if you roll a dirty 20 or like uh, a number that's above 20 but was not like OG rolled a 20, you can still say, uh, oh, well, this character rolled a little bit higher than you did, which means they're telling mostly the truth but not all the truth. And also I'm just the type of DM who occasionally the rule. Okay. Well, uh, in order to preserve Kai and me, and uh, me especially because I haven't eaten and uh, it's like seven o'clock in the evening, so Please go eat <laughs> I'm going to go eat. Oh, oh, do dinner. Sorry. Uh, thank you very, very much. I'll try to have it more together next time. Uh, we'll figure out what time we're running it in the we love uh, you. player discussion. Thank you very much. I'm going to stop recording now. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.